Hello, 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 and welcome to uh, this week's edition of. Well, it's not. It's not this week's edition. It is a new edition of uh, the Jack. Well, no, it's not. It's not another co-promo MMA podcast. <laughs> it's a co-promotion we are doing with uh, the wonderful gents over at Not Another Fight Podcast uh, to launch the new year, where we're going to give out the awards for both podcasts. But it will be a very diplomatic process, I believe. Well, let's hope so. Are we going to vote? I was about to say, there's four of us here. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we have a split vote, it'll uh, just we have fight, to be... We fight, yeah, we fight. Yeah, yeah that, 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 I don't team. think that would go well for Mel and I, but no. uh, that'll be the game. So, uh, as always, I am joined by Mel Brown, my brother. How's Hello. it going? It's all going good. Andy? Um, Andy yeah, Burrows. yes, thank you. You are a, uh, a head coach of an MMA organization. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I would like the money for it, if well, that's okay, uh, but yeah. maybe not the prestige. And uh, Phil Campbell, obviously, commentator from Brave FC. Well, are you a current MMA fighter? There's the big question. Uh, semi, semi-retired. I think's fair. Um, you're never a hundred percent out, so still got one foot in uh, in the well, just in case. You're gonna do a Dan Henderson come back when you're fifty-two. Just wait until then. <laughs> I don't feel too far off it physically. So <laughs> I was say I was rolling with rolling with a couple of guys recently and just got absolutely smashed a bit. So that was that was a nice wee humbler to, oh, to stay away from it. So uh, we're just gonna talk about I think mainly New Year's. Uh, year awards uh, we did this last year and you joined us last year yes that's right um, but we decided obviously to co-promote this time so just before we get into it um anybody that listens to the super Ad mma show that hasn't listened to your show where can they find it uh, we can find uh, on the socials apparently that is a real thing and i heard it on tv the other day so definitely real um on uh, instagram at not another fightcast and on facebook as well at not another fightcast okay and anybody from the not another fight cast crew that hasn't listened to our podcast you find us uh, at super ad mma on twitter uh you find most of our musings on uh facebook as well super ad mma yep uh, uh we do polls and, and all that kind of caper and then obviously uh, itunes super ad mma for the uh the podcast so we um, do have an instagram but it's been fairly badly neglected for a year or so yeah we'll probably get that going again yeah we, we probably should um but you follow us there at Poluca media um, so uh, should we start off then by talking about uh, let's let's go from the the uh, the beginning. So let's go for the breakout fighter of the year. So the fighter that we think has come from either well the fighters on the most upward trajectory. I think would probably be the best way to define it. What do you fair. reckon? Um, where are we starting? I've got two names. Oh, rascal! Oh. And I throw is, is, that, is that allowed? Are we allowed that? that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're okay. going to have to debate it. But I, I mean, would say there's probably a fair bit of crossover on our lists anyway. So okay. if I just Take it in turns to throw them out. We can discuss it. So I've got Jerzinho Rosenstruck because mm-hmm. a year ago I didn't know who he was. And he's battered Arlovsky and split over him's face. Give him a new mouth this year. That's brutal. But Absolutely brutal. Yeah, it was. My number one choice for breakout fighter of the year is not a new fighter, but it's Jorge Masvidal. Motherfucker. That was, that was a my locker. That yeah. was a my locker like. Just because he's been there forever, but this year, I mean, it's been the year of Masvidal. Can't really. Shall we? Shall we put? Should everyone just put forward their their nomination or two, and then we'll have like a group discussion then about yeah. about the way. So yeah, Andy, who have you yeah. got? Uh, I, this one again, similar to Masvidal, although not Masvidal, is Volkanovski. Guy who obviously has been around the game for a very long period of time storied professional rugby background in the past has come down from a gigantic weight and has basically just destroyed all comers destroying 
the mistake really that is Holloway after coming off the Aldo win. Mm-hmm. So as far as I can see, he's one of the best at the planet on the planet at the minute. So you think he's the, the breakout of the year then? I the think he's the most improved the year. sort of thing. Yeah, most improved. Well, did, nobody would have ever predicted him at the start of twenty nineteen to come away with that. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Not not at the start of the year. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, no, you're right, Phil. Who have you got? Uh, I'm going for Masvidal just because you're talking about somebody who was essentially a journeyman fighter yep. within the realms of, of the UFC and somebody that you never really thought was going to reach the upper echelons of mixed martial arts like this guy I think he headlined the first Bellator card got submitted by Tony Amada and it's just kind of <laughs> when would that have been what like 2004 well, maybe closer to 2007 I think it was the inverted triangle Amada yes. stood up yeah 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 yeah. it was like where he's hanging off him yeah. like a hurricane runner exactly so th- this is a guy that's been sort of part of the fabric part of the tapestry of mixed mm. martial arts for a very long time but never really broke through that glass ceiling but something happened yeah. well, with you know Probably the three spark three, yeah, the three piece in a soda the, the Darren Till fight yeah the the Ben Askren fight I think now he's really like a legitimate bona fide star yeah. for the UFC so for me even though he's 34 years old this was a real breakout year for Jorge Masvidal I think that's I think that's fair um mine was actually Rosenstrike and I actually had the exact same list as Gmail which isn't surprising um we we have this really bad habit of like sending each other videos on YouTube and the other one always responds with yeah I watched that this morning it's like a like a, mind like a weird psychic thing but then mind meld no yeah, we are melded oh. together but um yeah I I think I agree with Rosenstreich um but I can see the case from Asphodel my question would be does the fact that he's a journeyman does that almost eliminate him from breakthrough fighter of the year in that regard you know do, does that maybe play against them well I don't think breakthrough limits itself to just somebody who's maybe a young fighter on the ascendancy I think it also applies to people that have maybe uh, maintained a level and then have broken through yeah. that my only mark on Rosenstreich would be that for four and a half minutes yeah. maybe four mm. four uh, four, sorry, four rounds, four minutes. He was losing the yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah. yeah that's getting fair. clearly dominated. Actually, he wasn't just losing the fight; he was clearly dominated throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. In, in fairness for Alistair too, like it's been a big and better year for him. Yeah. Nobody would have seen Alistair virtually if he'd have beaten Rosenstruck. He was back in the title picture. Absolutely. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he did everything but win that fight. And and there is an argument there as well that the fight should have been allowed to continue. I said this at the time um, you, when we were watching it. I think. Murgliotta seemed to be influenced by the fact that Rosenstruck walked away. Walked yeah, away. but considering, yeah. like you just said, I think Overeem won 24 minutes, 58 yeah. seconds yeah. of that fight. Um, Rosenstruck was, by the point Overeem went down, was already on the other side of the cage. Mm-hmm. Overeem got him, did that weird run around thing he yeah. did against Stipe. I think he just let it go for two seconds or whatever it was. I, do, I don't know whether that should have been stopped. I mean, you're, you're judging that basically, you could judge that on the Bisping and Anderson Silva. Yeah, I would have been very, mad very at a follow-up similar. strike if there was a fo- like a follow like another yeah, follow-up strike. Yes, yeah. I would have totally. been mad at that yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. I also think another thing to to take into consideration. I think it's easier to be a breakout fighter in the heavyweight division because yes. it's so thin. thin. Yeah, so I think it's true. easier to kind of separate yourself from the herd than it is to do. And so I would consider welterweight one of the yeah. deepest divisions thinking, in mixed martial arts. Did you mention that heavyweight? Uh, what do you call him? French guy, Cyril Gagne. I mean, there's an argument there for him, but the level of competition he's been fighting, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not really there. So That's I think Masvidal and how that he's actually become, it's the Nate Diaz effect. It's like he's, a brand. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's got name, exactly. He's got a catchphrase. Is he's on Street ESPN? Jesus. Yeah, Street he's Jesus. just everywhere. I think he's doing the funny. Baptized was brilliant. The oh, baptized by Street Jesus was pure. We we were at the Till fight. It was me partner Mel uh, and and Mel and um, we genuinely there was a weird moment where I think he was unconscious for over a minute 
and there was a weird moment where like you could hear everyone sort of being like is he dead yeah. like you know i've never ever i mean the only knockout that i've seen close to that in real life was was it the last clan wars um which anyone listening from outside northern ireland that's uh and uh, the biggest uh it's, well, it's actually the biggest european mma amateur mma is yeah that? i would say so yeah um they was it a K one fight? Oh yeah, oh, yes. that yeah. that's the, the only one that I've yeah. seen close. But it, that was the was it that was certainly the second, but possibly the third mm. time he was dropped, mm. and it was the, yeah. the left yeah, was one. Was knocked out twice in the one fight. Yeah. But it was yeah. it was Till's head against the canvas. Mm. That was the thing. Like we all like it wasn't even the knockout. It was how violently his head snapped back. And the, the thing with Masvidal though is, when you actually look at his record, he's always been beaten top guys but for mm. some reason it, it's the it's as you said there Mel it's like it's almost like the Nate Diaz effect there's something has happened where his his name and his sway has grown mm. but his I don't there's I don't, a couple of split decision losses in there that yeah. were that were yeah. that would have been sort of the the crystallization of moving on yeah. to the next level yeah. like Damian Maya for yeah. instance you know um, and I mean no he's never been finished in the UFC right it's very very that's impressive no, that, really that's impressive. ridiculous especially but, at lightweight but for no, most of yeah, it at lightweight thinking about that everybody knew him as a lightweight until he took on Till until Till that sounds like a weird thing to say but until he fought Darren Till everybody viewed him simply as a lightweight and if you yeah. remember we were training on the Wednesday and we had a discussion about how do you think this is going to go? And what did I say? How did I say it ended up? You thought Masvidal was going to... I said exactly, virtually the way it ended. That's how I, I viewed that fight in. But again, no, not taking anything away from Darren Till, who again has a, a, a reinvention at middleweight, which was a fantastic, fantastic victory over Gastelum too. So you can't view that any differently. Yeah. And I don't think the loss takes anything away from Till's stock. I don't think no. it does. If no. anything, it adds to the stock now when you see the sort of the, the rise of Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. I think if anything, that adds a little bit to, the, to you know, that that, yeah. that fight is sort of now become historic. If it adds to the mystique of Jorge Masvidal, mm-hmm. surely it adds to the kudos of Darren of Till. Of Darren Till. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, Till, I think, you know, uh, Till, when he went up the middleweight, that performance against Gastelum, I think shows that, and we've had this theory, I mean, we've had we've had a podcast now for what, a year? Oh something like that, something in and around that. And, We've we've had I've had a theory about weight cutting forever. It's not a new theory. It's something that many people believe. But I, I've always wondered how many guys there are out there who are cutting so much weight that if they just went one above, they'd be better. You know, there are occasions where you don't see that. There are occasions where like someone like um, well, like, rock old, yeah, 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 yeah. Jag- Jaggery, yeah, where it doesn't work. But I think there are guys like I mean, you see um. Like uh, the tells a prime example. Look great Mas- at middleweight. Masvidal's another one, um, but there's there's been a ton of guys, and and he's another one to add the list of people that just seem to be better at their their natural weight. I mean, you could you could probably put forward an argument that Diaz more recently at welterweight mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. you know okay, granted the Masvidal raping wasn't a, a great example no. of that, but you know you you can put forward a, an argument that 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 that's the case. But beating Cerrone. Till Cerrone's Cerrone, another guy. Yeah, example. I mean yeah. that's a really good example. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. There's a lot of guys now, you know, even Felder. Felder's fought at welterweight as well recently, hasn't he? He's dropped back down, though. Oh, speaking of Felder, did you see... Well, Fel, my, my, my thought here was Felder, Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Did you see Barbosa's going to featherweight? Yeah. yeah. I don't Ooh. know I don't know how... Apparently he walks around 180 plus. Especially at his... You know, he's, he's slap bang in the middle of his 30s now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how much of an impact that's going to have <clears> on his body. 
I don't know how anybody can do that. Like, look at Aldo. Aldo. Mm, yeah, but look how good he looked. He looked, yeah, he looked amazing, but again, he looked like a zombie on the scale. Did, on, yeah. the, on the scales, he but literally he seemed to have like more energy than dead. he did at featherweight on the scales. He clearly won that fight too. He was absolutely oh, 100% on that fight. There's, there's always that question of when does it get to the point of diminishing returns? Yeah. So yeah. obviously it's different for everyone, yeah. but you, you've seen people go in there, go down a weight division and look absolutely horrible. Mm. So, and as we, like, Barbosa wasn't a small lightweight by any stretch of imagination. But you could see him, him beside Felder. They didn't look much different in size. No. And if you've ever met Paul Felder, he's a gigantic dude. He's I, a I big guy. He's a thicky. Yeah. yeah so a... how does he make that weight? It's just insane. Mm. I know obviously people say like, there's there's ways and means of doing that and there's dehydration tactics and techniques. But even so, holy fuck, how on earth? Yeah. It's like cut off a limb. Madness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous, but... Um, to get back to uh, the the breakup fight of the year, I think with Masvidal, I think I I am inclined to agree. Um, I mean, the I UFC think, made a title for him this year. That's that's yeah. how much of a good year he's had. Yeah, and there seems to be a collision course with Connor down the line, which will be God massive pay per view. Regardless of how you think about the actual fight, I think that's what the UFC are banking on. They yeah. want Connor to come out. I think the the blueprint for the UFC with Connor is Connor comes back, beats Cerrone. Fights Masvidal, and then fights Habib, then fights Diaz trilogy fight. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I don't think the Khabib fights. fights. I don't think it sells. Like the idea of it, because it was so one-sided. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make even the most hardcore of Conor fans. I think really it's not a fight. I want to, personally. I, no, it's not a no. fight. I want to see. No, 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 right. no right. I think the issue is Conor does. Well, actually, there's there's a good question. Does Connor still have the UFC by the balls? No. No. See, I think he's lost a lot of bit. I mean, you, you go back a year, you'd be going, oh, Connor can have what he wants. Mm-hmm. If he did have the UFC by the balls, he'd be walking in the title shot. He would. And plus, not only that, there would be more of Connor media and has been no Connor media for this. So really I think bad. that's a good thing for well, Connor. I, I think, think I it's think a good that's thing for everybody. Considering how sour the media turned in the build-up the Habib fight it's probably best not to do it either yeah I mean I, I think I can probably speak for the 99% of the public who watch mixed martial arts whether you be a casual fan or a hardcore fan you just elected yourself have you yep I, I just what elected yourself to I speak have, for yeah, 99% yeah, okay right um, as we were talking about <laughs> democracy earlier on uh, this has now become some sort of totalitarianistic regime where I am now the de facto leader and voice of, voice of every, the oppressed people voice of the people so, I, I think most people would rather, me included, teabag my man vegetables into a pot of boiling oil than watch that shit show that is a McGregor uh, media tour. It's circus. F- yeah, circus. Yeah. Fucking yeah. bullshit. Where he was, I was going to say borderline, but he wasn't borderline. He was completely racist and he was horrible to compete. Yeah. And he did all these other vile things that virtually every other opponent that he's faced. And I think that that's turned the public off him. He's an undeniable super athlete. There's no other way around that. He is, and he what people talk about this knockout power I've said it doesn't exist before and it, it doesn't it certainly doesn't seem um, to outside of 145 well, I mean and in one case yeah, and in one 55, case yeah but the problem so, with that is A Alvarez he's tough as fuck but he yeah. also A gets hit and B gets dropped might be chinny <laughs> yeah and and on top of that as well you have to like for me I, I actually just by chance rewatched that fight this morning it just came on the YouTube and uh, I rewatched it and that wasn't par that did that it was that overwhelming was accuracy, accuracy and continuous. Like I mean, it took him two rounds to wear him down, and I think they had him down like six times in those yeah. two rounds. Yeah, you yeah, can't exactly, you know. And uh, this is after what I said about Connor. There, I'm not doubting his fighting ability. And no, I, I just do not want to watch that garbage again. And I don't think any real MMA fan wants to watch that shit no. again because it 
it cheapens the sport and people will describe it then just as being some sort of Phil used the term circus and that's what it is like it's like some shitty circus where you're like teasing a bear and people are getting fucking angry with it it surprised me to see him go down the route of religion and um, obviously just because of where he's from you know i mean we you know where we are in northern ireland or ireland whatever whatever you want to call it um you know there, there's obviously such a, a history of of sectarianism in the mm-hmm. country you would you would think that even though granted in dublin it but it probably isn't as big a uh, an issue as it is here um well, well certainly not now but maybe back a few years it would have been but uh it, it did surprise me to see Connor go after religion at the time for just for that reason because you're kind of thinking to yourself it's like you should really know better like you should know yeah. what that can do to people to society to culture you know it, it, it whipped up thing. an awful lot of fans into yep. virtual like frenzies and it was unfair yep. even that Khabib didn't have the belt put on him in the ring because of the fear of mm. uh, of violence of crowd disorder and for somebody to go that far I would I'm sure there has been discussions behind the scenes from the UFC and Connor about his return and the fact mm-hmm. that he can't really do that again. I don't think there has. I don't I think don't there would think be. There, I, I think I think when that when that was kicking off the the, UFC the, the McGregor Circus and Roadshow was kicking off, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they were sitting behind rubbing their hands together yeah. knowing that this was going to make money yeah because it's perfect for them because they can they can be like they're independent contractors. And now the lines are getting yeah. blurred. Now yeah. the lines are getting blurred in the UFC in the WME IMG yep. era of sports entertainment totally yeah and i think connor fits that mold perfectly for I, them i think and they connor started, started it almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they were kind of nudging connor into going down that road yeah, yeah. Well, and they definitely have nudged Cejudo into that road and they have undoubtedly pushed covington who was a very respectful guy into this strange like heel character which i, I i'm gonna be frankly honest with you, i think it's fucking brilliant i love it but you see that's that's the thing when Connor says it, Connor means it. Connor's perhaps guilty of living his gimmick now. Yes. To, yes. To, to, fall, yeah. to fall into that realm of speaking of pro wrestling terms. said that he's become his own caricature. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, li- he's living the gimmick. He's fucking keeping it kayfabe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we can tell it's almost, it's a wink and a nod with Cejudo. It's a wink and a nod yeah. with Covington. Yeah. Yeah. If you think that they are those people, you're a fucking idiot. Of if you dislike Kobe Covington because of the way he's like, make America great again, if you genuinely dislike him purely because of that, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're you know, a full mark. You know, you're He's got you by the yeah. balls. Yeah. But I genuinely think the the distinction between Connor and the the other more gimmick oriented fighters is it's not a gimmick with Connor. No. It's he's bought into it. 100%. Yeah, it's, he's, I mean, he's he's all in on this. If he if he uh, what he says he means and he'll go to war on that. That's mm-hmm. all, that's Connor's last stand. Yeah, I think that distinction needs to be made. I, I think that that's hundred percent certain, and I think that also will be one of the main reasons why. I don't think there has been this media circus behind him this time. Mm. I don't. I, I just don't think people are, as you said, they're blurring the lines now between is it sports entertainment or is it a real legitimate fight? We know the legitimacy of the sport inside the the octagon, but outside of that now, they're trying to... I, I think they're going to have to dial that back. I do think they're going to have to dial that back or it's, the lines are going to get further and further blurred. Then you run... If you dial that back, you run... And I'm not in favour of it by, mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. It makes my skin crawl. But you run the risk of then alienating those fans who've only come on as part of the modern era. And at a time mm. when I think the UFC is struggling for fandom because yeah. there's, there's no real... As we say, we're, we're talking about breakout fighter, not breakout star. Yeah. At the minute, there are no real money in the bank stars no. apart from Conor McGregor. John, really John Jones, maybe. It'd be really interesting to see how the actual pay-per-view sales of this go. Because mm. we're, what, 
two weeks away from it. Well, that, that's another interesting point because um, it's pay per view on BT Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how the numbers are going to be affected by well, that. Well, I mean, for us, like I, I've said this, and I like I don't care if the MS fucking A are listening to this. I refuse to pay for a UFC card where we live purely because we have to stay up until. I mean, well, we we went uh, to. Uh, me and my partner went up to the Mel's house to watch uh, the Usman Covington card, and we didn't get back to the, to, to here until eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. you know, like you, I'm sorry, but b- paying for BT Sports one thing, but I'm not paying a membership on top yeah, of that. Yeah. Thirty to, quid to, for the privilege of yeah, staying. Yeah, no, not a mission. Yeah. You know, yeah. not a mission. And I think the UFC. This is where Bellator have been really smart with what they're doing in Europe. I'm brave to an extent too. Um, you know, targeting the places that the UFC just clearly don't really give a shit about. Yeah. You know, yeah. go go to go to the Middle East, go mm-hmm. to Europe, go to the Eastern Bloc, go to all these places that the UFC are like, oh, we'll give them a wee pity card. Mm-hmm. Create like, territories. Yeah. Like, yeah. granted, one of the good things um, is uh, the UFC London. They've obviously got the Edwards and Woodley fight. Looks like it's confirmed. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's nothing confirmed with that yet. And if they did confirm that, it would probably tip me to wanting to go to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's a proper card. Now, granted, we did get Masvidal Till. That card that we went to in London last year was one of those cards. And you get this, and you will, you will all agree with this. Sometimes a card on paper is garbage, and you watch it, and it turns out to be brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And many times the other way around. This was a card that on paper was okay. It, w- it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was okay. The main card was 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 decent, but not great. Um, but it turned out that the whole fucking event was amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. all of the fights were brilliant, and it it is good to see that the UFC are prepared to in London. You know, put on an event as big as Woodley and Edwards. But you do see, you know, you get like look at the Belfast cards we've had over the years. In you, fairness, the last Belfast card has aged well. But only aged well. Yeah, it's aged well. But at the time, there was a bunch of names on that card, and you're like, mm. yeah. But now you look back and like, oh, saw Kevin Lee fight, mm-hmm. and Volkov, yeah. And, yeah, everything. So and then, uh, yeah, 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 so Cub, Cub Swanson was supposed to fight at it, but got mm-hmm. s- no, no, it was no, it was Ian McCall, but he got sick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, like that. Be mm. now in hindsight, that's a cool name. Uncle yeah. creepy, best nickname in MMA. It may, it may just be nostalgia, but I still look back on UFC seventy two. With a greater fondness and can probably name more fighters off UFC seventy two. So Forrest, Forrest Griffin, and Hector Ramirez, Hector Sick Dog Ramirez, Sick Dog Ramirez. Uh, Rich Franklin fought Yushin Okami Yushin in the main Kami. event. That's, That's a great, great fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was remember that. that the other day. The best fight I've ever seen, and it's still one of my favorite fights, is Clay Guida and Tyson Griffin. That was, a, and not only that, it was it went to the wrong guy. It was a robbery. Yeah, it was a complete robbery. We were talking. Robbery, yeah. I mean, you talked about Tyson Griffin the other yeah. day. Like, what happened, that guy? He is now a nutritionist. Is he? Yeah, he's now mm-hmm. he works as a nutritionist for a lot of the guys uh, in the UFC. So. I think he's he's one of those guys fashion a career outside of the sport, but with still staying within the confines of the exercise industry, which is good to see. And I think I actually remember meeting Tyson Griffin leading up to that in the gym because um, we got a couple like, of free he's tickets. Like five four or something. Wasn't he? He Tiny is, like for me to say somebody small is <laughs> a, is a bit of a stretch. Boom boom. But oh, he had dear. fucking enormous <laughs> legs. His legs were literally gigantic, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's a powerhouse. But I thought he lost that fight convincing. He was taken down repeatedly, mm-hmm. time after time, and then for some reason got the decision. Do you think that... 2007? Yeah, yeah. 2007. Sorry, mate. Do you think takedowns... You're right. Um, do you think takedowns are scored 
too highly oh, far in too MMA high. without far without control. High, but I think yeah. there was a lot of it, it, judging by overall. Yes, they are. Um, I'm not talking about that fight. Yeah, overall, yes, they are. But um, you can see somehow from within the industry looking out. You know how hard it is to actually score a clean takedown, mm. yeah. um, especially now where wrestling isn't some sort of like Harry Potter s wizardry mm. that not everybody knows about. People know what it is. People understand the defenses. YouTube exists. So I think now it's a more difficult skill to get yeah. a clean oh, yeah, takedown. Yeah. Do you think that that they should take an almost um, wrestling esque, uh, like like as in uh, Olympic wrestling or amateur wrestling? Do you mm-hmm. think that they should take an approach in MMA where it's almost like you have to pin them for not pin them, but you know what I mean? Like there should be a period of right. They've had five seconds there where they productivity to it. Will yeah. control if nothing else. So a takedown by itself. You know, if the other guy springs back up, it should almost be neg- neg- negated by the fact yeah. they get up. Bass has mm. been saying that for years, and I agree mm. with him. It's what you do with the takedown. It's not yeah. initially getting the takedown, but like if somebody springs right back up again, that's the takedown null and void. Yeah. If there's inactivity for a period of, I don't know, as you say, five seconds, stand the fighters back up again, and the takedown doesn't score as heavily, yeah. because there have been fights where I've watched, and maybe somebody's piecing another guy up on the feet, but the other guy scores three takedowns. Yeah. He wins the round. Yeah, you know, there's there's yeah. there's there's a, there's, there's a disparity there, yeah. especially if a fighter knows. Like I've seen fights where it's a really close round, and a guy knows if there's thirty seconds here, I score the takedown, I win the round. Yeah, yeah. not necessarily doing anything with it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, takedowns are integral, but I think there's too much of an emphasis mm-hmm. placed upon them in modern mixed martial arts. You're seeing a lot of that now in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well, where you're seeing guys like Keenan, um, Cornelius, and like other guys doing this like a point scoring system like a little loop you can do you know if you yeah. take, take mm. this sweep and then a you go from B here to, to this yeah. to this yeah, yeah, yeah. to this and then you've got 18 mm-hmm. points or whatever and I, and I, whilst i appreciate the 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 gravita behind it i i personally i think i'd rather go out with my sword i'd rather go out and lose on points trying to tap someone yeah. than 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 take a win just from playing a system yeah. you know i think now that with the advent of of money in the sport and there is a lot of money in MMA now there is yeah. mm. I think people aren't as willing to risk because because there's the risk and reward is such there is such a disparity between risk and reward you take a big risk and you get zero reward mm-hmm. but you might take a minimal risk i.e. sitting in somebody's guard just yeah. pounding away for 15 minutes conceivably and you will get a, a reward yeah. because it's, and John Fitch made a career out of it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up until obviously losing very controversially to McDonald again, that was a very very close fight, really close. I fight. had him winning though. So did I. I think he did win. I think he did win, but again, you're not going to throw away your if you want exciting champion for somebody who really yeah. is pretty much of a lay and pray forty two year old wrestler. Mm. Yeah, but it goes to show you that this the 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 advantage <laughs> that wrestling gives you, you know, is 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 tremendous because I think you're seeing this more now. As Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is developing into its own sort of thing, mm-hmm. as, just as much as being a part of MMA, you know, I, I still think with, with powerful wrestling, you can negate a lot shy of someone like Damian Maia yeah. or yeah. or someone like Rand that. Hall, Damian Maia, yeah. the guys who are complete incidentally, Rand Hall, holy shit, the yeah, guy's a fucking wizard. But in, uh, apart from those guys, you can dictate a certain portion of where the fight takes place. And I think if you're able to do that, that's what's given the control and then eventually given the win. That's why, as we discussed there, if a takedown isn't completed or it's just a flash in the pan takedown mm-hmm. and back hits a mat and you're straight back up, it shouldn't really count as much. I don't think it should count as much. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I think we're probably all in agreement then that it's 
It's Jorge Masvidal yeah. for the oh, breakout fighter of the, of the year. Yeah. 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 That guy. That guy, yeah. Um, so he'll be over the moon. Speaking of wrestling, um, well, you say that, but last year, Paul Craig actually thanked us for his award. So, granted, not quite as popular as Masvidal, but, uh, or as elusive, it would but seem. But Paul uh, Craig has had a fucking great year, too. His last win over who? male favourite Shogun. The draw. It was a draw. It was a yeah. good win there. Mm. A moral victory. A moral, a massive moral victory in Brazil. I think they I missed mean, the shot. Just I guess the rerun the, on the it. Booked him for London, but I forget who's against. It's you told me, and it's it's, it's back not, down yeah, again. It's, not, it's, it's, it's down a level. It's mid mid card, is it? Yeah, yeah. mid card yeah. level. Yeah. I mean, Paul Craig's been an interesting one because I think the phrase that we used last year was just constantly finding ways to snatch you know victory from the jaws of defeat mm-hmm. and. He just consistently found ways mm-hmm. to do it. Like, Widely look, entertaining. Oh, it's crazy because you know he's either going to get killed mm-hmm. or he's going to tap someone with something outrageous yeah. in the dying seconds of a fight. And he Tri- seemed to triangle ten seconds to go. Well, that off. was the one. It was yeah. that the Ankalev sub that, that he got yeah. it for last year. So you never know. We might actually manage to get Jorge from this. He might appreciate it. It's probably the biggest <laughs> award of his career, surely. I would imagine so. A bit that more BMF, prestigious than the BMF, BMF title. title. Yeah. Well, probably means more, to be fair. By the way, just a quick question on that. Anyone interested in seeing the BMF title reappear? No, yes. I wasn't interested in it in the first no. place. Neither I was no I until I saw it. I have tough. literally no fucking interest no. in it. I think it delegitimizes yeah. the integrity of the sport. It delegitimized it. Yes, it brought eyes to it, but it delegitimized the integrity to to that fight. I don't know how anybody kept a straight fucking face no, putting that belt on. Silly. I think they kept a straight face simply because of the massive amounts of money that it generated. Mm. But, but I, it, was unne- I, it was unnecessary. It was if unnecessary. If you're a Kamara Usman, you must have been furious. Because that's your division. Yeah, but again, I'm not. I'm not against it, but I don't think it should reemerge as an actual belt. No, you no, know? no, no. Prediction okay. for this year, it does. I think it will. Of course, well, it will. Connor and Masvidal for that title because they're already talking about it. You have Dana coming out. Oh, Connor wants that title. Like, really? You know, yeah, I know. That's what scares me is because when Dana's like. You know, you can always tell when he's bullshitting. And we're going to live not. in a world. So it's usually when he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to live in a world where that's defended. Mm. Yeah, and it's also, it's also marketable. Do you know, like, yeah. I'm surprised the UFC haven't put it on their website as, you know, buy your own BMF belt, buy your buy the plastic BMF belt. Mm. I tell you who'd buy one of those. amount of money to be made on it. I know exactly who would buy one of those. Jeff Hall had Jeff, Jeff Hall, Hall. Jeff Hall would have one up in his up in his bar in his back garden. Keeps right. trousers up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeff, this thing, this thing, hundred percent. Yeah. And do you know what? Because it's Jeff, I wouldn't fucking begrudge him. No, he's no, the loveliest no. man in the world. Judging loveliest by man in the world. He his last two fights uh, in Clamores last year. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, wait, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's speak to to, to Paul McLaughlin. Let's get the BMF for Clamores. Let's fucking do it. I can't wait to commentate on that. Yeah, it sounds like it. And somebody plays a soundbite of this fucking cheap <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along to Plan Wars Forty with the, the most prestigious <laughs> title in all of mixed martial arts. Just shilling. <laughs> I want to see more heavyweight fights in Clan Wars, which obviously know is difficult because of the the matchmaking process in in Ireland and Northern Ireland. But I, like your man Jules is gonna like Jules Virtus. He is mm. the same as what we just talked about, with Paul Craig. There's. I'm, I'm, he has been waiting for a loss. I've been watching him, and he is a guy that is getting by on just sheer, like, windmilling. It's crazy. Yeah. Fair play to him, because yes. if it works, Mad it works. Mad he does have yeah. crazy power, yeah. and not only that, he looks fucking terrifying. If you di- if you hadn't seen him fight before, and you weren't, let's just say, involved in, in uh, the machinations of the sport, you would be 
pretty much terrified of that guy. Mm. You know, as a heavyweight, you would be pretty much pissing yourself. Do you know what surprised me? Um, I'll not, I'll not give it away because I don't feel it's right. Um, but uh, whenever he weighed in at the last fight, we were standing, sort of, you know, we're both hundred mm. plus kilos, so we were sort of like, I wonder what he weighs, and the look. He's actually lighter than 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 I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it surprised me actually. That's a guy that could, from what he weighed, easily easily make it down to to light really? heavyweight. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't, like I don't know what the motivation would be. Why if you're him, yeah, why would why you cut weight to do it? it? Yeah. But yeah. a pro, that guy, you know, if he were to go pro down the line, yeah, I think he could easily do it. Um, I think actually, <laughs> oh, would would he ascend quicker at heavyweight because it's a thinner division if he went pro? Yeah, I well think that's you're right. yeah, yeah that's fair. But I think that. At, at heavyweight, you know, you, you're right. You can ascend the pro a lot quicker. Because we were talking about this actually with Mel, and I think it was you, Dante, and mm-hmm. said like, if you if you get three wins in Clan Wars, one of the big organizations will come knocking. You yeah. know, like it, 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 it's yeah. just a sheer numbers game. There isn't enough there isn't of them enough in the heavyweights in Ireland. I mean, I, there isn't enough Irish homegrown heavyweights either. Yeah. You might get people who are from other European countries who come and, and now made their home here. And they might be a heavyweight. Big, big Mendigas. Mendigas uh, a prime, yeah. prime, prime, Mendigas prime example. a classic example. Came with, came with no combat sports uh, experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came in, got himself a, a bit of a uh, foundation, a bit of a base. Mm-hmm. I think he had two fights at amateur before going pro. Yeah, and now he is in Team Cabot as well in Liverpool. Has so. he fought recently? Yes, he did. He beat your guy Mustard. Mustard, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him on, beat him. On a fight in which uh, Henry Corrigan won their bantamweight title. That's, That's right. Yeah. Firing out there. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Triple C. Um, Tony but Mustard's the most northern English name. Tony Mustard. Tony Mustard, just, Tony Mustard Tony in the Tony library <laughs> with a candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's terrible to say. You could, it's hard to take somebody serious. Which bit, oh, no, no, it's definitely. Mustard, but yeah. I, I, he's obviously a quite a serious competitor and you're not, not to be fucked around with, but it's just the name. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. It's funny, actually, just that, thinking about Carbon and being at Wayans and stuff. Mel and I were we were down uh, taking some photos at one of the, it was the Clan Wars way in for Mickey and Kaelin. Mickey and Kaelin, yeah. And we yeah, had yeah. a photo of Kaelin. Do you remember this? Hanging off the scale. Hanging scales. off the scale, like his heel off it. And was we he showed, do, Was he doing a cheeky EDC, was he? 100%. And we had the photo of it. Rascal! We had, like, so we, we messaged Mickey and we're like, listen, mate, like, just so you know, <laughs> like, we fucking fruit bag, like, fucking, he did his foot off the scale. He was like, send me that fucking photo. Send me that photo now. And we were like, no, 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 we're just telling you out of, like, because you're, like, technically we were training at IFS. We're like, we're just telling you because, like, you're our mate. But no, like, we're not sending you photos. like, I want to fucking put that up on Instagram right fucking now. We're like, no, Mickey, calm down, calm down. Uh, I'm asking and the, to be honest, you know, look at what Keelan's doing now. So you, oh, he's you phenomenal. Know, he's flying, man. Yes. That's, Undeniable that, talent. That's a guy destined for for big things. But, Absolutely. But Mickey Dorn, what a case of what could have been. It's it's crazy Sad to story. think what what could have been with that man. Yeah, you know. And, and, and do you know what though? He seems to be taking it like in a stride. Like yeah. you know, anytime I see him mm-hmm. on social media or anything, he seems to be doing really well. Those who don't know, Mickey was going to go pro for Bellator and couldn't for health reasons. But you you always joked about that, saying that like. He's the guy in the bar. We're like, oh, I could have fought, but, but you no, know, it just I could have been a contender. Yeah, yeah. and sure, you're going, sure, yeah, sure dead on. Could. Yeah. But yeah. seriously, you know, not could seriously, could. Yeah, yeah. Not but really he actually could have. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A hole in the brain. Yeah, and do you know when when people found out that it was you know the part of the brain to do with like impulse control? Oh, right. Everyone, there was a collective kind of. I think that oh yeah, it was no louder than Mickey himself. I got, <laughs> it was that moment, that sort of road to Damascus, Eureka moment, where he's doing the video. He's like, going, and it's to do with part of impulse control. And you're, 
Jeez, that makes a wee bit of sense now, boys. <laughs> I thought it was when your boy hit me with a guitar. The house that's, yeah, that was it. Because he was like, he was, he's, he had a list. He was like, could have been when I was hit with a guitar. Or the four car crashes I've had. Or just the fights. And you're going like, fucking hell. Like, yeah, like, good lad. But an absolute star. I'm sorry. I was very, very sorry for what happened to him. Like everyone was. But I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. also really, really thankful that it was discovered when it was discovered. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that he is able to move on. Uh, Mickey was money in the bank for any promoter too. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Really all action superstar with a fucking dynamite knockout power. Yeah, yeah. And social media was great crack too. Yes, he it was. Just be, all right, lads, just uh, Mickey leaving store and door in here. It's just uh, jumping into uh, the waterfall here. Take her easy. And away yeah. went. <laughs> He's Very just factual. superb. Watching him in Vegas was hilarious. Like, just jumping in the... Go yeah. for a swim in the, the Bellagio, Bellagio Fountains. Yeah. Stealing the wee old ladies, like, electric scooter thing. Mad her of a man. The funny thing was, it was, I think it was, I think it was Jeff said to me. It was, because uh, obviously Jeff Hall was away with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he said to me, after they found out about the brain thing, they were like, oh Jesus, we were making him do some wild stuff. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, you know, they're like we didn't know at the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that realisation lands on you and you went, oh mm-hmm. fuck. Dear. But no, I like, I mean, obviously wishing Mickey all the best if you're listening, how you doing, bud. But um, anyway, uh, the, from Breakout Fighter of the Year, um, I think we'll just go to Fighter of the Year. Um, we were going to do Female Fighter of the Year, but, but it's Amanda it, Nunes, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. No, she, she, I mean, she's, she a, could, she's a shout for Fighter of the, fighter year. Of the yeah. year. Yeah, that's what I said to him. Was uh, I was when we were All debating whether to do yeah. it. It was yeah. like, I think we'll just you know if the KO or sub of the year mm-hmm. happens to be a female, then it is you know. Yeah. yeah. But like I said to him, I was like, you could almost make a case for Nunes just as Fighter of the Year, full stop. Mm-hmm. You, she's yeah. close to at this stage. She's getting close to being fighter of the decade if she yeah. keeps going and walking through Two everyone more wins in the same vein and her last win was outstanding as well no yeah. matter what people think she took a knee in the second round which would have fucking ironed out most people mm. and came back and was constructive in how she dismantled Jimmy and Durant do you not do you not think that there was elements of that performance though that weren't uh, Nunez like I think there was elements of that performance that showed that she's a better fighter than what people have been giving her credit for. Because I, think she she looked, I also think the random is underrated. Yeah, yeah, she was absolutely. able to fight in different ranges, realms, mm-hmm. arenas. She wasn't just this girl who blitzed Rousey no. or this girl who's able to knock people dead. So she showed that she is a, a more rounded and well and completed fighter. So I, I think that that was a great performance. I know people go, well, they were expecting this shootout. Why would you? you no, 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 God, no, not at all. If you stand up with her, you're yeah, stupid. You're, you're just taking a, yeah. an absolute unnecessary risk, like what we just discussed about the takedowns. Mm. It's a it's a risk as a fighter you don't need to take. The payoff is too low. Yeah, you know. So did you see the around me sparking that fella in the boxing fight? Oh yeah, hook. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> why would you see that? That's a fucking lose lose for that guy. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know, if you go, you you you've beat the head off a woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so you've you, you've done what your dad sort of did when you're growing up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nay, who? who told you? Who told you about that? <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> or you know, you've you've you know you, you get knocked you out get knocked by out, yeah. a woman. There's no. It's not a good. No, there's no. There's like no your ma used to do to your dad. <laughs> like, your, <laughs> like your ma used to do to dad when he came back after saying he was just going for milk. Yep. <laughs> My dad never came back from that. Oh God, Still love him. on the milk. God, I love him. Is that why you take your coffee black? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just been waiting 25 years. Vietnam I refuse to drink milk. Somebody makes <laughs> coffee. So I've no, taken no my milk. coffee how I like my man ever since. Yeah. <laughs> no milk. Black and uh, white penguin. <laughs> brings, brings me PS, P- PTSD milk. Um, so fighter of the year. Um, Phil, do you want to start? For me, it's Nunes. It is Nunes. And for, yeah. for the reasons, and not just 
not just because of the performances and not just what she's done. You know, so she you're going to give her the male fighter of the year as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, go, well you see, I don't see gender. I just see fighters. Oh, okay, fair uh, enough. So oh. I'm going to give her uh, fight, fighter of the year for a number of reasons, not just what she's done and drawing attention mm-hmm. to female MMA, but she's also done it when essentially a machine that's not bagging her. And I think that's important mm-hmm. too. You know, mm-hmm. the, the UFC aren't putting a lot of stock into yeah. Amanda Nunes. The, I remember when she fought Ronda Rousey, yeah. Rousey's comeback. She wasn't even on the fucking poster for it. No. no. You know, so she doesn't have the backing of the UFC, yet she's building this momentum. And you're talking to people now. And yes, she may look like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. She does. Something shocking. She really does. But she's yeah. a scary human being. You know, yeah. Cy- Cyborg for over 10 years <sighs> was an animal, was the most feared woman in all of mixed martial arts. And what she went in and done was, you know, historic. So for me, Amanda Nunes. That's, yeah, that's fair. Andy? Uh, Israel Adesanya, but with a very honourable mention to Amanda Nunes. Yeah. As I said before, you could have easily picked her. Um, Israel Adesanya, simply because he has, he's, he's one of those people who is now transcending MMA. Yeah. Um, and he's able to back up a lot of stuff that, you know, I mean, who who really performs some weird hip-hop dance the whole way down to the ring before coming away with a middleweight title? And, that, uh, those circumstances and, and with a home crowd a gigantic home crowd I mean that takes a massive massive amount of balls takes a huge amount of concentration I just think that in essence I think he's the new Anderson Silva and I think uh, as that he, he's going to be close if not close to fighter if not the fighter of the year yeah I mean I, I think that's fair my my nominations were I'd, certainly if we were I, I definitely would put agree that Nunes would certainly be in contention for it mm-hmm. um I think mine is a toss up. I think Adesanya, but you kind of also have to have to put Masvidal in there as well. Um, I know this is also technically we've just just given mm-hmm. him the breakout fighter of the year, but I think also given who he's beaten as well. Um, See, I would argue that works against him compared to Adesanya. That's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he probably you know ranking wise, he didn't beat yeah. who Adesanya beat, so that mm-hmm. that's fair. Um, I mean, I'm. I I think. Well, who, who are your nominations, Emma? I have three, but I think I'm leaning towards Adesanya. But uh, I've spoken about him earlier. Volkanovski, who yep. comfortably, in my opinion, beat the two best featherweights of all time mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, forgotten man, Henry Cejudo. Oh Dude. yeah, yep. yeah. It's strange you forget about him and you shouldn't. He, he hasn't fought. In a while, but I mean, which what, is probably what's going to hold him. Yeah, back but what this. he did earlier in the year sort of puts him up there. But I think Adesanya, I just think the win streak of uh, Silva, Gaslam, and Whitaker, and the way he performed in all those yeah, fights. Sort yeah. of. I think the issue for me was an absolute like capstone. Yeah, that. it was absolutely phenomenal. Nobody expected him to do that. In fact, we discussed this before, and I actually was more swinging towards. Whitaker coming out on top of that with the size and experience advantage. Yeah. Granted, he's yeah. coming off, for, off a layoff and an injury, but you can't argue with the, the Adesanya's performance. No. I think I think that Whitaker might be broken. Not not like can't compete broken, but like those two fights with, with Romero. Uh, Romero. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's not even a physical thing. I mean, you do question, obviously... That's the weird thing about, about fighting is you see this often, like people that have taken a shit ton of damage yeah. sometimes a you lose that it's what's that box there's like a boxing saying isn't there where like you know let's well, just say you're, get, you're getting old overnight if you get knocked out yeah. 
you know, it's not just physically that that affects you. There's a mentality thing, as there's almost like, and Darren Till, to, to be fair, kudos to him, he talked quite openly about how he was terrified yeah. before the Gaston fight. Mm-hmm. And it's because if you look at the run he had before that, yeah, it's rough. You know, you're thinking, I'm fucking 20, whatever you're 25, mm-hmm. 26 years old. I've just been knocked out in front of 20,000 people in my hometown or one of their, you know, sort of close mm-hmm. to his hometown. Um, you know, I've, I've just been strangled by Woodley. Like, it's not it's not great. No. And it, it, the psychological impact of those sort of defeats can't be in any way overshadowed. No. And you, you do see it time and time again. Not necessarily all the time. And as you rightly pointed out, you see it in boxing quite more dramatically, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You see people just basically become coming a part of the scenes. And I think that Whitaker is in that bracket now. Um, he's yeah. been Canadier too. That's an awesome that's a tough fight. He's yeah. too fucking tough for his own good. Yeah. Is, is Whitaker's issue. There's, I think there's a number of fights that, like we've seen, it literally takes for Whitaker to be hospitalized to pull out of a fight. So, yeah, the yeah. Yeah. attorney. Thing yeah. So you're, you're thinking what? And, and fighters never make excuses. And he's not the kind of fighter to make excuses. But what kind of ailments is he going into fights with? It's true. The second Romero fight was just brutal. Mm. I'm not I, sure he won that. He, he didn't win. I think you could argue game. Romero for both. I, he definitely didn't but win the second. Uh, I would have put Romero with two ten eight rounds, gives him the fight by a round. And yeah. his knee, his knee went in the second fight, right? Was it the first? Yeah, yeah, one? Yeah, his, and, yeah. And his knee went, and you know, was it not the first one? Because I remember him coming out with that knee kick in yes, the second in the one second. as like a oh mm, yes, it was. Yeah, that. it was. It was because Romero hit the front kick. That yeah, that horrible, excruciating, dirty bastard front kick to the knee. There's another thing with that fucking kick, right? I just, it's hard to say it should be outlawed, right? Because we're talking about lads fighting in a cage, yeah. yes, like, yeah. in your underpants, yeah. but there, it's, in a cage. it's too rough. But there's 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 an element <laughs> of, of 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 lacking sportsmanship to yes, it. There's I think. no sportsmanship oh, no, not at all. The opposite. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I just see I cringe. I give me, give me soccer kicks, knees look, to the head. And I the would prefer to have. I'd prefer to have soccer kicks, knees to the head, and the ground than that kick. Yeah. Mm. Simple reason is we understand the damage a soccer kick or knee to the head and the ground can do. That kick literally. If landed correctly, as we've seen it happen, it's the longevity of, a, of an injury like that. Long term damage. Yeah, to but, the but I would argue that you have to lay long knee bars and heel hooks. Though. Yeah, I would mm. use any tool but you to can, win that fight. It's not up to me as an opponent to take yeah. care of your no, of course, long term. No, no, I, I think you could you can make an argument across across the board. There, I actually listened to Michael Bisping talking about it too, and about how basically how slimy the kick is, but then saying no, don't take it out. Why would you take that out? It's a legitimate tool, and yeah. you have to respect that and say yes. That's the case. It is a legitimate tool. I just, it's one of those things I just wouldn't use in a fight. I think it's a fucking dirty tactic. It's very similar to like poking somebody in the eye to me. It's one of those, it, it, John Jones. There you go. That's yeah. my fucking answer to that. It's a John Jones technique. And it is a John Jones technique. Yeah. Yeah. If he so, was, if he was in Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, that would be his finishing move. Yeah. 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 He's a dirty stomp. her of a man. <laughs> it's dirty her. The dirty her award he goes to John Jones. Every yeah. year. He's, he's another guy who could have been contender for fighter of no. the year. We will never win. He's just we'll never not, win award. Not, not even a principle. Nope. And, and any sort of category. Like John Jones is not, no, it's not a in any conversation for any MMA award on any MMA landscape. Unless it's sort of who's the biggest dickhead. Dirty her yeah. award. Yes, dirty her <laughs> award. Humanitarian <laughs> of the year. It's such, <laughs> it's such a shame. In fairness, over Christmas, I'm not, I'm this, you can't knock the guy too badly. Over Christmas, he did donate a shitload of coach to homeless people, which is a lovely thing. Was it on think. social media? No, it wasn't, actually. It was Someone reported by somebody else, yeah. not by him. So Someone in that knows. way, in the, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. even then, he didn't like 
go uh, around picking up Jimmy Ron the homeless Jones. guy and you know is, is draping him in a fucking fur you know, sort of, <laughs> like flare fur coat I, 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 yes. I, I think in that way it's a nice thing to do of course it but is but you're going to have yeah. to go a long long way to recover from being an absolute say, ball bag that he is as you say you can't knock him down but he can knock a pregnant lady down so. yes. Yes. and yeah. run back for his drugs Aye. I think the problem I have with stuff like that is a if you actually are doing it just to be nice, you do it anonymously, and whoever this person that did share it, whether he knows him or not, that's the cynic in me saying was that it he contrived probably knows by his management company. Could have been, could but be, it, but yeah. it, it, this is the problem: is that you don't, you're not supposed to do those kinds of things to be seen to be to, doing to be seen to be doing not. it. And 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 I, oh, I I can never dispute that it's a nice thing to do, mm-hmm. but for me, I don't want to hear about it. But do you know why? Because. He's done enough bad shit that, like, no matter how many times he does something like this, I'm still you can't like, the I don't care. Yeah. I don't no, care. Unless literally an asteroid is hitting the Earth and John Jones is sent into space and he saves the universe, I will then forgive him. I but don't even know that, if I would. I think I probably I'd would. go and see it. He'd probably, yeah. he'd probably hit a female Martian on the even way up. Yeah. Self-righteous down. prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see him. Oh, could you imagine John Jones here? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ask him to save me? Imagine, <laughs> imagine how he would behave if he literally saved the world. Insufferable. Oh. He would be, he's the one person you don't want. No. Unless it's like an Armageddon type deal. Yeah. Where he has to go you're, down you know, with not, that ship. Yes. Like. <laughs> but also, along the same Christmas cheer um, was Justin Gaethje paying off fines that people have in schools for meals. Did you see this? I saw that. So yeah. again, somebody else reported that on his behalf. He didn't report yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm fine with that because he's not an asshole. Yes, he is. He's a really nice person too. It's a similar vein. Although, yeah. I'm, I'd imagine <laughs> doling out a mint coat. Because I'm, I'm, I'm taking being facetious here. <laughs> giving him big coat to a tramp. Probably would be. <laughs> Probably would have been. Yeah, but he, see, as a tramp, I go through the fucking pockets because there's going to be weed in it. There's going to be coke in it. There's going to be money in them. <laughs> Left you a wee bit of that yeah. sugar <laughs> in there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be maybe a keys to a Bentley or something. <laughs> see, it's probably not his fucking coat. <laughs> see, the thing that bothers me about that as well is it's like, see, if I have John Jones money, I'm not, I'm not handing out a couple of coats. I'm, I'm building. A homeless shelter or something. Well, do you yeah, know what I mean? A coat factory in China. Yeah, but do you know <laughs> what I mean? He's literally, he's probably gone on Ali Children Express. need jobs, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Children need jobs. Do you know that coat game? I China. agree again. Yeah. A friend of mine who I'll not name raised a really valid point to me one day that unfortunately showed way too much logic and no morals. And, I, and it put me in like one of those quandaries where he went, I have no problem with mass production in China. And he was like, see sweatshops? She's like, I'm sweet with them. And I was like, how the hell are you going to justify that to me? He says, think about it. He was like, when you get old, you lose your dexterity. He's like, I want clothes that have been stitched by hand by someone that's done nothing. They're bloody little nubby fingers <laughs> just stitching. Or, you know, They do nothing but that all day. He went, because they will not fall apart. He was like, take him down to you know, your seamstress. He's only, I've only done that stitch 10 times. Might fall apart again. It's just I was an efficiency like, game for him. Yeah, I was kind of like, there's a weird form of backwards logic in this. I'm not. I can never jump on board with the sweatshop idea, like, but no. I can. I can understand your point. Unfortunately, I, I can also see John Jones in a sort of like sweatshop owner role. Yeah, definitely. The, the, uh, the like Cruella Deville, the John Jones Institute of Working Children <laughs> for children who are children. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you know who he reminds me of? Satan. Um, no, in the in the holier than thou thing, Stormzy. Oof, he in a can of worms now. No, 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 no. He. <laughs> all right, we're all in now. Let's go. He uh, <laughs> he started a, a charity for homeless people, mm-hmm. but he only only gives them money if they're black. Right now, that's not linked to John Jones. But what I mean is, it's this idea of, but I do so much for charity, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, but 
sort of you know and john mm-hmm. jones is the same kind of thing where it's like you're not though you're only doing it for the, the way that you want to do it for the way it's perceived yeah. you know it's I did, for i didn't actually know that about stormzy i didn't i didn't know that at all yeah at, at, to be honest like uh, they got he did get a lot of flack for yeah, it. You, i you, i can understand it to an extent because he's you know he's, he's obviously trying to give back to it. it's the same as i think and I, I could be wrong on this but i'm nearly sure that he also pays for members of the the black community in london to go to like oxford and cambridge and stuff which is obviously a great thing to do well yeah, but I, yeah he's got a scholarship i think yeah, yeah that's but a great i thing think to... i think that by definition when you're excluding someone purely based on race i think that it does yeah. border on you say he got a wee bit too big for his boots yeah anybody get a bit big for his no, just, no. About, right. just about got that reference. Sorry, lads. <laughs> is that, one, is of songs, oh, one of the songs, Andy. Right. Right. One of the songs. On the radio. <laughs> but it's this idea. Rap fellas on the wireless I've been hearing so much about. It's this idea that you can uh, you can do something for charity, but it's all good. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're so better. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be sorry because you're trying to keep us on a straight line here, man. You're all good. You're all good. Um, but I think it's when you're trying to do something for charity, you don't say anything about it. You know, and Stormzy's managed to, to get a lot of good press off that. Having said that, I don't I don't dis- dislike the fella. He seems to be a really good guy. I'm glad to see him pump money in the mm. local community. Totally. It's, that's a good yeah. thing. But it's the idea that, like, but I've given money to charity. There could be zero fault. How could you possibly confront me about giving money to charity? Mm. It's like, yeah, but when there's yeah, shady stuff the, around the, it. The problem is it depends on what charity you can give to a charity that, fuck, I don't know. Like Oxfam, yeah. who take 80% yeah. of it or something. Or, or, I don't know, drowns kittens. I don't know if there is, if there is a such a charity that shouldn't fucking exist. Or your second name could be Clinton and you're given to the Clinton fucking foundation. Very, mm. very true. That you seemingly own. Mm. Yeah. If your own name's in the foundation name, it's probably not a good sign. That's a sign you've made it, though. Yeah. You know, you, whenever you, I become extreme overlord of the universe, I will have a Burroughs Foundation. Yep. I um, totally will. So, yeah, fighter of the year. John Jones. Yeah, got there in the end. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having to, 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 uh, to double check my facts on that. I need to make sure you that I haven't Jamie made on, this up. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. He's just completely slandered. And Stormzy. There's, there's Stormzy with all these yeah. homeless white dudes. Well, that's an all white Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't mean because of that. I just, I just mean I'm, I'm nearly sure it was an anti-homeless charity, but but I, I, uh, I if I've misquoted that, there I apologize. Opening the doors to, of Oxford to all these white homeless people and you're <laughs> fucking slating them. I think we um, just need to preface everything with allegedly. 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 Um, so yeah, fighter of the year. Um, I think I've been swayed to Adesanya. What do you What do you guys think? I think just so I can have both of them, female Nunez, male Adesanya. Yeah, yeah that was my vote as well. Phil, you gonna go against the grain? I'm gonna go against the grain. Oh. I'm I'm saying Nunez overall. Female but Adesanya, male Nunez. That's the way I see it. it. <laughs> that's a fight I'd like to see. Well, <laughs> bet you John Jones would still take that fucking fight. <laughs> oh, of and course he would. It, Dirty her of the year. <laughs> and he'd still take roids for it yeah. as well. What are you Absolutely. having for breakfast, John? To run a ball. <laughs> Table. Why? It makes me help beat the wife. Yeah. <laughs> Those coats aren't going to lift themselves. That's, that's, that's like that old, uh, the old joke of the police officer says to Billy, he says, Billy, why do you always beat your wife? He says, better footwork, longer job. <laughs> um, right. KO of the year. Um, I'll start this one. Um, I have a couple of contenders. One, I'm hesitant to give purely because I, as much as I love him, I think we've given him enough, uh, is of course Masvidal and Askren. One a bit from left field is Josh Emmett and Michael Johnson. Ooh. That's a great show. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good yeah. show. Especially because it happened, you know, not right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the other thing is with the Askren one put me in mind of the Connor Aldo thing where it's like, yes, you did that. Mm-hmm. Same as Uriah Hall got uh, Gegard Musasi. Yeah. 
but I can. It's always that. I don't want to say lock because it's not lock. No, when that you wasn't lock when you threw like that. Yeah. But that, like, you know, you're like, but what would have happened if you didn't manage to just bang mm-hmm. and it's done, you know? And I think with Emmett, you saw him face a bit of adversity because, from what I remember, Johnson was actually doing a bit of work on yeah. him. Like, yeah, yeah, he um, was. And it's just that big overhand. Um, and the other one um, is Kevin Lee and Gregor yeah. Gillespie. Oh, mm. oh, that was a great. So those oh, are my three nominations. I also have three, and one of mine was Kevin Lee, so I've covered that. Uh, Pettis, Off the Cage Ooh. with Wonderboy. Yes. yes. And my knockout of the year was Lima and MVP. Swept oh, the leg and caught him with the uppercut on the way down. You love that combo, the Dan Henderson. Yeah. Oh, gets me going. Yeah. Andy, what have you got? Uh, I actually only have one, and it's not a shout, in, in essence, out of left field, but it's not also in the UFC. Um, it took place in Brave, and it's Magic Rozerski yeah. and Kian Kiley. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, that is uh, simply because there's a lot of history behind that as well. Obviously, the Kian Connor bollocks. Um, Kian also beating Obi Wan Lenjek, who's training partner of Magic Rozerski. Also, the the way the knockout was constructed. If anybody hasn't seen that, literally, go, please go and find it. Kian was an absolute stand up machine in that fight. He was smashing Magic's legs to absolute shreds. Um, and it was a right hand from hell that Magic landed. And he was out before he even hit the floor. It is one of the most superb finishes I've seen in a long, long time in MMA. And a big shout out for that. And I think it's it's a fight outside the UFC. People do know, obviously, Brave. Now, Brave's an enormous mixed martial arts organisation. We have a, their A1 commentator beside us. Um, but... In that respect, that's my pick for knockout of the year. It, it had an awful lot of feeling behind it, and it was again very, very well constructed. There was also another one on that fa- on that show as well, the English dude Cameron Els versus Cameron Aiden James. Else. Dear fuck, what a finish! Mm-hmm. Changed level, came with the overhand yeah. over the top. Yeah, and Aiden James is legit as well. And he was doomed before he hit the floor as well. Yeah. So there's two there, but I'm going for Major Kuzerski and Kane Kiley. Mm. Fair enough. Um, Phil, what have you got? Well, I'm, I'm specifically going out of the UFC in the Bellator region, just add a, a little bit of diversity and show myself as a, as a shell for Brave Combat Federation. But uh, Majek Kane was a huge mm-hmm. knockout for the for the reasons that you've stated. Also, Hamzat Shimaev versus Ikram Aliskerov uh, in April. Was that the uppercut? Yes. That was such a finish. Oh, that, yes. was that was nasty. Beautiful. Right uppercut under straight just, left. Just beautiful the, shot. The, the timing of it. Pawed, yeah. pawed off the jab and came mm-hmm. with the uppercut. And... Uh, Hamzat Borshemaev is undefeated in his mixed martial arts career, uh, an all-star product. So he's training with guys like Ilya Latife, uh, Gustafsson, yep. uh, Reza Madari, mm-hmm. uh, Tataladze, just seriously dangerous dudes. You're getting good at that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's virtually like he's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's even speaking English in our anymore. language now. I'm, I'm just, just I'm, I'm smiling I'm and nodding. Yeah, literally mm-hmm. making names up. <laughs> but you, you could be to me. Like Ikram Aliskerov going into that fight was 8-0. Five finishes, 2016 European Combat Sambo Champion, 2000 sorry, 2016 European Sambo Champion, 2017 World Sambo Champion. So these are guys that you may not necessarily have heard of, mm-hmm. but in the landscape of martial arts outside of Bellator, outside of the UFC, this fight was absolutely huge. Well, that's that's the thing the Braves doing really well is they're getting they're managing to create a talent pool of you know guys from other sports. You know, because yeah. Sambo is like it's. It's the forgotten element than MMA. MMA you know? and a gi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much but, with but you're seeing like you know obviously Fedor yeah. and Habib are the, probably the two biggest advocates of Sambo mm-hmm. in the world, and they're arguably two of the best to ever do the sport. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as you said, it is essentially MMA and a gi. It's like 
judo boxing kind mm. of, isn't it? Mm. Really. And I think targeting those organizations is smart for two reasons. One, because they're they're area they generally are practicing areas where the UFC don't have a massive pool. They they probably have a lot of interest, but they don't go there. There's not a yeah. mass amount of fighters from mm-hmm. there. And also because those are guys that you know could end up being the next Fedor or another Habib, mm-hmm. and you know that you know they'll, they'll be fighting under the brave organization. Well, and Hamza Shamayev is going to be a superstar. There's n- I have n- um, there are no illusions. If, if you look- finish again, if you haven't yeah. seen it, go and search for it. That was such a great technique. Yeah, and that was deep into the fight too. That wasn't like it was a minute in or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, so he'd obviously been and he had survived the clinches. He had yeah. survived the clinches, broken off, used the wizard beautifully, and just pawed off and. and to show just how good Ekram is, Ekram's just coming off a win mm. a couple of weeks ago against Diego Gonzalez, where he smashed Diego for mm. three rounds, hit him in the knee, knocked him out. So you're not talking about one guy who's great and one guy who's a bum. You're talking about two real good yeah. guys in yeah. their early 20s that are yeah. huge mm. prospects. That was a great finish, actually. That's a, a, a good call. So um, I think we had, well, we had two votes for Askren, didn't we? Mm. The, for the KO of the year. We had two, who were yours again, sorry? Uh, you Kevin Lee and Gillespie? So we've two for Kevin Lee, which I I'm going to change mine to Matchek. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think just because <clears throat> he was such a heavy underdog and mm-hmm. doing it to Kane at his own game. Yeah. The amount of pints I got off of that fight because <laughs> at Brave, I was telling anyone that would listen, I was like, "Look, Matchek's going to knock him out. Magic's going to knock this guy out." Mm-hmm. I am telling you conclusively, it's not going to happen in the first round, but Magic will knock him out. Yeah. Everyone, no, no chance, no chance, no chance. Didn't pay for a drink that night. That, that, that makes sense because we so tried. You magic. We tried to mm-hmm. bet on it, but we couldn't. Um, because the odds were insurmountable. Nobody would have given you finding, any yeah. finding bookies that 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 there are bookies that do brave. Mm-hmm. Paddy Par, I think. Paddy Par occasionally do it, um, but I normally bet with them. But uh, I couldn't find it for that fight because we were desperate to bet on him. Um, do you know why you probably couldn't find it? Because Noel O'Keefe, who works for Paddy Par was away doing commentary on the fight so clearly <laughs> so, uh, so he, he didn't he probably uh, didn't he was probably the one that like, gets the the ball rolling yeah. on that so right. he was away so he didn't have the he would be the inside man so to speak. it was frustrating sense, too because you know like Machek if he loses gets tapped but that's how you're beating him mm-hmm. you know uh, John, John Bruin followed a fantastic game plan in Romania you close the distance, yeah. clenched, yeah. took him down, armbarred him. And John Brain talked up a good game too before had saying how much he wanted to stand with Magic, which yeah, is very, yeah, very yeah, yeah. clever because you're playing into somebody's ego there. You go the striker and they're planting their feet, there's the exactly, takedown. Exactly, and so, then yeah. sets him up. Um, but especially for anybody watching that and then knowing you're going to face this dude next, the last thing on planet Earth you're going to want to do is try and exchange any form of strikes with that dude. Yeah. The, the eeriest thing about it was it was a, an invite-only event. So it was a black tie invite only event and it was just sort of like dignitaries and influencers. Fucking hate that term. Mm. But it was so good. It was a black tie event. Not a lot of people understood what they were watching. So when the knockout happened, it was deathly quiet. Yeah. yeah. So you could just hear myself and Nolo Keefe losing our <laughs> shit. Like I jumped up, kicked the seat behind me. If you watch like my Facebook profile yeah. picture, as me and Noel at that fight, at the very moment the knockout happens, we're up, we're giving it stacks. But it was just all those kind of elements culminated to make it such a such a standout knockout yeah i think because kian had beat daniel as well yes. and obviously daniel and magic are yep. close there's mm-hmm. a bit of a backstory so i think it all ties into that so yeah i'm, I'm officially jumping ship to that mm-hmm. one that's fair um uh well we will grant the the award it is hereby bestowed upon the wonderful uh magic Gers- Gersh- 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 
how I'm terrible at this. Mazek the Mazek Man Gierzewski. There we go. Look, let the pros hey, do it. On that, Polish names sometimes can be quite difficult to pronounce if you don't know too many Polish people. But when Dam was fighting in Bellator, um, the last time he fought, what did you call it? Kiefer Crosby. Kiefer Crosby. I can't even remember his name. Um, the ring announcer, I can't remember the ring announcer. Buddy Johnson. Was it Buddy Johnson? White dude? Uh, no, Terry Kavanagh. Terry Kavanagh. Maybe it wasn't Terry. It was another, I think it was an American guy, but he was a white guy. And he had said just, you know, how do you pronounce um, this guy's name? I says, look, it's actually not that difficult. It's Olenchek. Okay. And he, he said it a couple of times and he asked me again. I says, it's it's, it's Olenchek. Dead on. Gets into the gets into the cage just as he's, he's announcing him. And we have Daniel Olena Chuck and I'm like you motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. you fucking idiot. One of one of the best ones I heard, Carlos Kramer, the the cage announcer for Brave, for the life of him. You know Aidan Marin, the referee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was out in Bahrain doing uh, I think it was Brave 28, I think it was. For the life of him, he could not pronounce Marin. He wrote it down for He's like your referee in charge is eighty. It was something different every time. At one stage, he called him eighty Maritime. Oh, brilliant! Just change your name. A hoyen. And he calls Dicky 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 the Bandit Larkin. So, um, one thing actually, just in the note about that, um, about that fight, uh, just before we we move on to the next topic, is Daniel obviously got knocked out by Kian Cowley mm-hmm. and Daniel and um, Matchek. So Daniel Olenchik we just spoke of, uh, he got knocked out by Kian Cowley in Belfast and uh, Daniel and Matchek were, were pretty tight. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of on a personal note we obviously we filmed with Daniel. Um, There's a wonderful narrative to that fight. Yeah, yeah. For, mm-hmm. for especially for, for IFS and for, for Matchek, you know, there was a bit of a not a personal vendetta, but you know it was like I'll I'll no, get him back it's for a you. Score to yeah. Tell. you know, yeah, yeah absolutely. That tells a story, and that's that's part of the game now. I think I've made up this homeless charity as well. By the way, I think it is just the uh, <laughs> you just, dreamt this. Dreamt this yeah. No, I'm not, I am certain that I, that I saw that or was told that. But either way, the uh, the scholarships the the same apply to the scholarship. But um, you know he's doing the Lord's work, giving yes, people he money. Is. So that's, that's fair <laughs> enough. Poor, poor storms. I bet he's crying now. He's gonna be listening to this and being like, "You bastard!" I fucking like you. First Corbin gets beat, which had him in floods of tears. <laughs> <laughs> None of you are talking shit about him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not talking shit about him. The guy. The guy seems to be a a, a cool cat. Um, but it's just that idea of any kind of charity that gets like, you know, I'm doing that. It's mm. like just do it quietly. You know, like uh, I think if you have that kind of money and you want to do something nice, don't don't put it in the press at all. Like, it's fair. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't go and like, you know, if I do something like like the other day, well, I'm about to do it. Now. <laughs> 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 tell us again, like, sorry, the, the other day when I was doing lovely things for lovely people. I'm not even saying things. what it was, but yeah. the other day you were doing something. The other day I was doing something for a mate, and. I, I didn't have to. Well, actually, no, I, I'm telling you. I, I sent them a picture of it. I sent them a picture of it. That's embarrassing. I didn't do it for credit. Um, bollocks. You know, <laughs> yeah, bollocks. I just wanted someone to be like, you're fucking great. Screenshots are going up yeah. on social media later. <laughs> I, I basically, I, I, I built a, a, a guy guy who um, wanted uh, just to display some records. And he was like, oh, I'd like a little like record shelf thing. So I, I built them one and, and put it up for him and stuff. But like, I didn't, I didn't go on the social media and be like, this is what I built for my friend today. And you see people doing shit like that all the time. Yeah. Like a guy I know... Got Wagner um, Stormzy in this fucking charity. Yeah, exactly. You mean the homeless one? <laughs> yes. I fucking bastard. Always up on no good. But I, like a friend of mine there posted on Facebook, well, not, even if I, not a friend, Facebook friend, you know, an acquaintance. He posted being like, just helped a drunk man across the road. You're like, who fucking cares? High five. Just, just <laughs> good, good, good. What did you do? Press a fucking button? But it disgusts <laughs> me that this is even in this world. Like, 
Um, my missus did a YouTube video a while back uh, talking about community um, for like when we were away in the van mm-hmm. and like because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like people doing that sort of van mm-hmm. life stuff. And she was talking about how people generally are selfish these days. And like uh, we were having a conversation with her parents the other day, and they were saying like, "Oh, and such and such had MS, and her husband's you know stuck by her." And mm-hmm. I'm like. I think that's something to, of yeah. note. Yeah. As opposed like to pushing, why, why, pushing why, her out into the street and hoping that she'll <laughs> yeah. fend like, for herself oh, in the wild. She's got MS, best throw in the bin, get, get another one, you take her back for a refund. You know, we'll like, just take her down to the park and let her go, she'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, there's a community of them now in the park, they'll be fine. Helped an old Fuck man off. get something off the shelf. like the, the scene from right. White Flag, does he think? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's, a deep, that's a deep cut there. Oh, she's stuck in her chair. <laughs> <laughs> On you go. Yeah. Just, just out of the wheelbarrow. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> if hell exists, I'm fucked. But I'm going to keep all you wankers a seat. <laughs> it'll, it'll be warm, but your friends will be there, so you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it, 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 that's one thing I will say is from taking part in, in, in the MMA community now is that most people... <laughs> it's just coming <laughs> just come, that come. vision of the park and the chair again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking bad. You go back six months later, she's foraging for berries. She's all askew. having uh, a fucking time for life. Uh, <laughs> Roots you off a bit early. Yeah. <laughs> and you would only take her a couple of months to acclimatise. There she is. <laughs> but, um, the, the, get her back on track there, Jack. Come on, man. Yeah, no, no. We'll, 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 we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Don't rely on me for that. Fuck me. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm sort of lost it now. Uh, what we talk, yeah, so people should be nicer. But, but what I've noticed about the MMA community is, I think a lot of people externally have this idea that it, oh, I couldn't go to an MMA gym, you know? Oh fuck no, you know people be rough and this and that and yeah. the other. And you go and it's like a bunch of people are like, right lad, how you doing? Mm-hmm. On a wee spar? Is that and like, humans? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but no one because if anyone's a dick, they get a beat out of them. There's only yeah. one person in that gym who's been a dick to me who, on three occasions, has decided when we were rolling mm. that he'd start smashing down punches to my head once, right once again i am so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no but you you're responsible for hitting me harder than i think i've ever been hit me yeah but it was just clean it wasn't like over like you weren't being a dick or anything but you caught me with an uppercut uh, I, see, I, I, I love we, i love because he'd be in southpaw yeah. i love a wee cheeky jabs still i had but you know what i, mm. I remember standing there and you you fucking biffed me and it was clean as a whistle and you were like i sort of froze and you were like you all right and i was like what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? See, we, we jab, step back, let them follow on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you My fucking favorite. caught me clean. But it was one of those ones you weren't like, you didn't hit me hard in terms of like not saying you were being rough or anything. You it just caught me fucking clean <laughs> as a whistle. Like, um, and you got me the body shot once that I thought I was yeah. going to, yeah, you that remember that fucking that drop me. Like, I literally shot. thought my insides were going to fall out my anus. Like, it was pretty horrific. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, be nicer to people. People are, are, generally pretty good but uh, that's the moral of the story that's the moral that's of the story, story. Yeah. So <laughs> in, incidentally Magic won the knockout of the year yes oh, yeah. yeah 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 well just, yeah just to, yeah. Just, just mm, just to clarify just, just to clarify um, sub of the year um, Andy give us your uh, your nominations for sub of the year the sub of the year it, it is I've just fucking forgotten the guy's name now it was only a couple of months ago or even a month ago at a UFC event and he Bryce Mitchell up, Bryce Twister. Mitchell, yes, yeah. I couldn't remember. Are we overwhelmingly? Are we just going to skip past that one? Yes, yes. absolutely. I have Bryce Mitchell. Uh-huh. What a finish! Um, but not only because obviously it's an incredibly difficult submission to pull off, 
but it's very, very rare that you would even see get people getting anywhere close to that position. I thought he was fantastic and it was easy to sum a year. Do you know he learned it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that afterwards. <laughs> I think that just adds <coughs> the gravity of it too. Or, or he says he learned it on YouTube. It's a nice story. I hope he did learn it on YouTube and he's not a lamb bastard. I'd, I'd believe it. I mean, we we, like John Jones. we see guys all the time in training like and you know they're they're doing stuff that, that we maybe hadn't learned yet or whatever. Mm. And mm. like, you go, where the hell did they learn that? And like, oh, I was watching a Keenan video last night. I was watching, you yeah. know, whatever. And mm. like, I think for stuff like that, but unless you're at a, a gym like one of the Tenth Planet gyms or something, you know, you kind of probably have to learn it there because the chances of of a coach here, especially you know, today uh, we're going to drill twisters, guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 So today, <laughs> let's learn how to fucking literally paralyze each the other. The danger factor of that, and that is a legitimate um, freestyle wrestling move as well. Daniel Cormier talked about it actually on the broadcast, and it's called a guillotine in freestyle wrestling. And the idea with that is that it's a pain and control move that literally just forces the other person to put their shoulders on the mat. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. But with the Shin Jiu-Jitsu element of that is that you keep the shoulders off the mat and you stretch the guy so badly that obviously it's a, it is a, a dangerous, dangerous spine lock. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it, it does cross barriers in that way too. It just proves how fucking difficult I like Bryce is. Mitchell. Um, I seems to be a funny enough dude too. He was quite good. He was, in the a, kid, mic he was a kid split his ball bag. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, no, no, he didn't split it. He literally he was around a drill. Yeah. He was fucking. What the fuck he was, was he on doing? a ladder. I, I knew <laughs> what he was, he was doing. A, this is the weird lying, thing. Lying, drill, lying, lying, so that's what he's doing. He was on a ladder putting. I think is he. Uh, there's a video on YouTube and he actually like talks you mm-hmm. through it. It's like one of those terrible like eighties. You know. This is how this man fell on a knife in his kitchen. You know, like this dramatic is, recreation. I think he's just a. I think he's just a fucking pervert. He's just into some yeah. weird yeah. shit, just drilling Drill down his japs. <laughs> just playing drill, Willie. No, <laughs> <laughs> just no he's um, flipping <laughs> He was on a ladder putting like, like fascia board on the, the side of like a, a like an annex he was building, and he, it just he said. He screwed in. He was like, "Oh, what's that?" And then yeah, just like wrapped around his fucking. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> oh dear me! <laughs> the thing is, I, the question I, would I have, have is, done myself some harm here. <laughs> everyone in here, Mother? everyone in here has used the cordless drill at some yeah. stage, right? So. What do you do? Like, would you try and don't release... put it anywhere near my ball? <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, what, if, let's say you've already done that and it's too late. <laughs> like, what do you do? Do you do you grip the chuck and try and release the drill bit? Or do you just hold on to the drill and go to hospital? Do you know what I mean? It, like you're yeah. not going to be able to drive to hospital, so you're going to involve others. The mm, problem is that's you're, going to get, so you're going to get an ambulance screw out. You know, it's like the people who fall on things and needed mm. help help to get it removed. <laughs> so you, fuck it, you have to take it out yourself. I didn't. No, do you know what I do? I go to bed. Natural selection. He's played his part, <laughs> and that's the end. I start playing some Simon and Garfunkel, mm-hmm. and that's it. You hope- it gets a wee bit darker, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I hope that that you're Simon Garfunkel fan because I, I I would lose the fight, but I will fight you for Simon and Garfunkel. They're like one of my favorite bands. But also, the problem with that is somebody's going to find you with like a railway <laughs> drill. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be all right. I'll be, I'll be dead. I won't, I won't care. It'll be the Michael Hutchins thing. What the fuck was he up to? Yeah, and it's just just the, literally a record spinning <laughs> on that. It's just Simon and Garfunkel. He's just face down in the bed. We see in that case, if I knew I was going out, I'd be bringing weird stuff with me. So whoever found me was freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Whip cream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a trail of blood from the kitchen to the bathroom to the record cabinet straight into bed. <laughs> um, I have a couple of nominations, although I think Bryce Mitchell will win. Um, yeah. I think Misha Serkinov, who has had a funny career, um, he silenced Jim the Jim Crute hype a wee bit with mm-hmm. the Peruvian necktie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, which which is an, I think that was only the second. 
in UFC uh, yes. history, was it? Yeah, yeah. CB yeah. Dalloway with the first yep. years and years ago. Uh, and the other one uh, was Bellator, which was uh, Brent Primus and Tim Wilde, the Google product. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but I think it has to be Bryce Mitchell. Mm. You deserve it just for surviving. Put the drill through your mm. balls, like yeah. And he's like, he's fucking up too. It hasn't changed his name to Drill Bit though. Oh, he should do. The driller he should be yeah. Bryce the Driller Mitchell. Oh, be great. The Driller Killer or something, oh, something ridiculous. The Driller Thriller. Oh, oh the Thriller in the Driller. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, right, he's won the Sub of the Year award. This is easy. This is easy. Mm-hmm. We should do this more often. Um, we actually have more time disagreeing with just the two of us than we have as a foursome. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Phrasing actually, it was yeah. a bit weird. Everything's better before. <laughs> um, <Get> so the, <laughs> the, la- the last one um, is fight of the year. So fight uh, of the year. What have you got, Phil? Ooh, fight of the year. Again, Masvidal Diaz. Yep. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought it was a great fight. Um, Can you count? Or do you count that because of the way it ended, or do you think that that's sort of like? I think the way it ended's immaterial. I think you know the f- the fight itself. What was happening? The action mm. during it was intensely um, entertaining. You know, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Gastelum, uh, Adesanya. Adesanya, for me, was a, super was a genuinely fantastic fight. I you'd, think that's going to be on everyone's list. Yeah, yeah. you had two two guys that are really kind of reaching the apex of, of their career. Gastelum, uh, vastly undersized uh, in the context of the middleweight division, but yet still manages to do it. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of the. The little train that could with him, so um, I think the the Gastelum Adesanya one pips it for me. Yeah, that's fair. What about you, Andy? I had uh, the Gastelum Adesanya as a number two, but my mm-hmm. favorite was the Covington Anderson. Yeah, and simply just with the build up in it, the heel character facing the baby face of Usman. That sort of the fact that also the, one of the funniest things about that I really I do like it. I know people think he's a cock. He is a cock, Colby Covington, but he plays it really well. The fact that he kept calling him Marty Fake Newsman and yeah, Marty, yeah, from yeah. Ba- Nebraska Marty from was, Nebraska was just yeah. wonderful. And then did you ever hear him telling the story about why that is? But well, he was called Marty, wasn't he? No, no, his name is Kamaru, but when he went to wrestling, the guy yeah, couldn't, couldn't say, say his first it, name. So he goes, Marty. You're now Marty. And that was it. Right. <clears throat> so that's why that stuck. And he wrestled for Nebraska. So, But that's why Covington said, no, he's fake news. This is bullshit. So it's Marty Fake Newsman. And it was just perfect. He played it the whole time through. Not only that, the fight itself was absolutely outstanding. I had Covington winning up Same. until he got hit. Um, and I think that that is again another testament to how tough he is if anybody thought he's just a bullshit artist and illegitimate he had a broken jaw from the second round I think yep. and he fought on I know people will say well that's part of the sport it's part of the game it's still something difficult to deal with I thought he was yeah. superb the only thing I would have said would have made that fight ever so slightly better is if they had the wrestling exchange and they didn't it was a kickboxing mm, match yeah. and I would like to see that run back at some point I think it probably will do I just happy with the stoppage? Uh, <coughs> yes yeah I was happy I didn't think he needed to take any more that's the problem is that <coughs> I, I agree with what you've just said I agree and disagree with the stoppage I agree purely because you know it saves him more damage mm-hmm. and at that stage it's like you, you know I mean another another solid like a follow up shot on the ground with his head flat against the canvas a broken jaw could have done but, uh, could have yeah, caved his but, face but in. at that moment in time he really wasn't defending himself properly no. and he was just going to be in for more punishment if you let that go He's just going to take more and more and more punishment. I don't think there's a reason for that. The two guys had absorbed a great deal of punishment throughout the course of that fight. Yeah. I just thought it was unnecessary. And I'm glad to yeah. see that there are stoppages like that. They're creeping more and more. What I yeah. did watch the other week was the 
other day actually it was the Pat Barry and Czech Congo fight you remember that oh god I think the best comeback ever yeah, Czech Congo looked like he drifted in and out of consciousness at least tw- mm-hmm. two occasions I think he and did. you could see Mergliotta watching the fight and then realising so it's a brilliant bit of refereeing but now you might have wanted that to be stopped a bit quicker would it be stopped nowadays I think it would be stopped now yeah totally 100% mm-hmm. I yeah, think it depends I think so. on the ref, well, the, but I think so. The fact that he folded his legs underneath him and head planted into, yeah. the, into the canvas, and the only thing that woke him back up was Pat Barry diving on him. I think that you yeah. know that nowadays would be a clean stoppage, and you shouldn't have, and you wouldn't have complained about it. It's a horrible thought, Pat Barry, Pat Barry just diving on you like the rose like something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, or yeah, or does she? I, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that, he is bigger. He is a lot bigger. That's He's, a weird dynamic it is odd we're all god's children in the dark yeah true um, it, is, it is incidentally do you want to go to a party however however i don't like i'll bring a drills i don't know enough i don't know enough to comment but i will say that i do agree that it, from the outside it's a bit odd hmm. um but that's that's about all i can year age difference not a worry for pack. i don't i don't know i'm it's not the age difference that I, that, it, that makes me feel. It's all it was watching them on Joe Rogan, and it was just a bit like, "Why are you here? Do you know what I mean?" It's Barry, a bit like, why, why, why are there? you following her around? Like, yeah. she's, she's a big girl. Like, and that was the bit that made me feel a bit weird. But I mean, maybe they're just one of those couples that just yeah. like each other. Yeah, a lot. Gross. A lot. That was funny actually talking about liking each other. Like, whatever. Uh, they obviously spend a lot of time together. And when uh, my partner Mel and I were coming back from travel, and we were driving in the van. And we were going to get a 29 hour ferry and she just turned around to me and she just went do you know why I can't wait to be home and I was like why and she was like I just can't wait to be in a, just a different room <laughs> I was like I I also can't wait to be in a different room from you totally totally get that which is four months literally in each other's pockets yeah. like it's amazing but also glad to, to have this again space Um, I have a couple Um, this might be the fanboy I mean but Cormier um, and Miocic too Um. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love Stipe. I've always loved Stipe. Um, and it's not not as big a bitch as your boy Tyron Woodley. He's I don't want to hear this. Bitch. He's nowhere near as bad as Tyron Woodley, and you like him. Woodley's got a boxing license, apparently. Anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this an interview with him where he said he's got a boxing license. Hope he goes fight Canelo. But the problem is that's what he's looking for. But mm. he's thirty-seven years he's old. Not going to get it. He's got he's him. delusions of grandeur. Is the like? He's, I think. He's this worthless another, without his belt because of the damage he's done to his own brand. Yes, but I do also think that he was product of that time. I know it was a very short yeah, space, and he was product yeah. of that time. Um, I actually quite like Tarn Woodley. You know, I really like him. Again, but, but I hope that he really doesn't think that taking going into boxing is an easy route because he's not making what he thinks he's going to make in MA because he's going to end up getting fucking terminated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he would that do. rap career <laughs> fall back on, though. Oh, oh he is just a genuinely... Fucking terrible! Yes. <laughs> Stick to fighting. Have you have you heard any? Oh of, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Have you it's, seen it's the video? Uh, oh, was this the Edward Scissorhands thing? Yeah. There's a, a new one, and he's like featuring on it, and it's just God. He's a walking advertisement for CTE. Yeah. It's yeah. just horrible. He said to Edwards there on Instagram, "I made more in my rap career yeah. so far than you made in my entire career." Hi, I don't get half a hi. That's a lie. Who's Somebody's paying you for this. Yeah. Got to be alive. Yeah, let me see them tax returns, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's a lie. Um, the other one that I uh, would like to put forward is Romero and Costa. Although I disagree with how it was scored, um, mm. that was a great fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Uh, honorable mention to Holloway and Poirier too. Mm. Um, Dirty bitch. Just my list. 
You oh. just took it off me. Sorry. <laughs> See, I told you we've done it again. Um, and Gaslam Adesanya for me has to has to be the number one for me. It was a super pipe. Mel, who have you got then? <laughs> I had Adesanya, Calvin, top, then Holloway, Poirier, two, and Romero Costa. The exact order as well. I told you, we genuinely mm-hmm. didn't even plan that. Especially the fifth round of Adesanya, Calvin. That was a great fight. Like Calvin, <clears throat> yeah, you could argue he threw it away when he had him hurt. I think he was for done, a takedown. Yeah. yeah. But I think his fitness had now grasped him at that point too. Apparently he's struggling to make middleweight now. He's just struggled to stop eating. Yeah. That's It's pretty much... It's discipline. It, yeah. I think it has to be discipline. Yes, okay, he is. Burritos are fucking class. <laughs> they yeah, are they so are, good. To be fair. But they he, are. he really just does need some sort of... <laughs> I'd like to see him. I fucking <laughs> love the cultural appropriation there. It's like... He is Mexican, so he's probably you know loot of them there burritos. <laughs> in, 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 in my defence, if you've ever watched the countdown, he does. He does. He does. Big, big man's at the business end of a burrito more often than not. He's just doing He's like me when airport Toblerone, like yeah. <laughs> attached you, to the you, end of a drill. <laughs> <laughs> just be that's how we'd find you face the airport Toblerone. Spit roasting the cell with airport Toblerone. <laughs> do, you, do you pick one up every time you're at an airport now? Oh, I do indeed. Yeah, mm. oh, I wish I didn't have the diabetes on it. Like, mm. I, that's the one thing. People are always like, oh, diabetes must suck. And you're like, yeah, I mean, obviously it does. And some people are like, yeah, but you kind of have to be careful. And he's like, yeah. But the only thing I actually miss is sitting down and eating an entire cheesecake. I used to do it all the time. Like, I'd go like once mm. a month and my dessert would be an entire cheesecake. Go buy just a regular frozen cheesecake mm. and I'd eat the whole thing. Now I... Not a mission. Airport Tobrum, I wish. Oh, I, I know. I can have a bit, mm. but I want to eat the whole thing. No, I'm a one. Si- I'm a one sitting kind of guy. Not uh, sitting on it, but like, like one. <laughs> 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 well, but the, like I do have to break little bits off and put them in my pocket to warm them up a wee bit because mm. I like my chocolate just a wee bit malleable. Aww. Do you know, like, <laughs> mate, like I'm, this might be one of those things where I'll say this and you'll all be like, "Well, duh, everyone knows that." But do you know the the hack to break them? There's a hack to break. Yeah. Them? So. If you put the like, no, no, you put your thumb on it and you push, push it down. Push it yeah. yeah, you push it down and it literally just snaps yeah. the next yeah. one off. Mm. I saw it on one of these like ten things you never knew, and I, I saw it and I was like, oh things. my god, yeah. I've legitimately been eating a Toblerone wrong my yeah. entire. Or mm. when you put three Alps through the fucking roof of your mouth, you become three bits at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you become more like Austin Kia Andrew. Supposed to chew all day. How many Alps can you fit in your bed? <laughs> That's it. The podcast fucking done. I had my my poor sister convinced that the Toblerone was created by the the Lerone family, and the guy created it was Toby Lerone. Oh no! So and but I do this thing where I feed her like bullshit facts. Wait till she says them when we're in company. Claire, that's absolute fucking bullshit. (laughs) What are you lying to people for? What are you lying to people for? Toby Lerone, you daft her, you. That's hilarious. Um, just before we we wrap things up because we're at about an hour twenty now, it's a good time for a podcast. Um, what do we think of the McGregor? Cowboy fight. Obviously, we're a few weeks away, but mm. what you know, just while you're here, get your thoughts on it. Um, how do you, let's make predictions. In fact, maybe we should do this. We on ours do the we do picks every week for mm. the main card. You should totally join in, and we can compete as podcasts. I am notoriously terrible. Well, you can join us on on the topology thing, sure. Yeah, yeah. We can, but we can do it every week, and then we can at the end of the year we can uh, give an award to the podcast Mm -hmm. for whoever next year wins. Mm -hmm. But uh, loser gets the first ride in Christmas drinks. 
yeah, yeah. sounds mm-hmm. good um, we, we should definitely just do this again and then do like mm-hmm. we should do a, do you know what? if we're not going to London we should do a companion that's a good idea and then just that's a very bonked. good idea yeah Toblerone fucking drills drills yeah, Prosecco uh, <laughs> strawberries yeah. just pa- people with palm fronds keeping <laughs> us cool so Spandell Bali in the background give us some <laughs> thoughts of that again don't what are you doing to my music taste I love Spandell Bali I'm being I have sincere. stuff on record I'm being sincere um, I'm a gold man to be honest but, um, anyway uh, if you want to give a quick breakdown of what you think will happen uh, and give a prediction so how do you see the fight playing out Connor wrecks his body and finishes him in the second round. As much as it pains me to say it, because mm. I love Cowboy. I think Connor stiffs him early because mm. Cerrone's a notoriously slow starter. Mm-hmm. So very upright as yeah, well. The fights that he's lost emphatically, it's been because the person's taken the fight to him straight away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Connor's going to do. Like right from the get go, occupy the center, that low karate stance, pop off the left as much as he can. Um, and I think he, he finishes Cerrone. Again, if you look at the cumulative amount of miles Cerrone has on the clock, yeah. um, as much as I love him, and I do love him, I'm looking at it as objectively as possible. Mm. Connor puts him away in the first for me. Sadly, I'm of the same opinion. Um, I would love to see Cerrone do what he's done in the past and confound everybody and come out and shoot in for takedowns and, and finish him on the ground. I don't think it's going to happen. <clears throat> I do think now the blueprint is there to beat Cerrone. Mm-hmm. It is the quick start. It is a body attack. Um, not only that, it's at welterweight, which I think in this case favors McGregor. Cerrone's yep. been jumping He's up and down. Big. He He's is looking pictures. really big. Yeah. <clears throat> it favors McGregor simply. Cerrone's been jumping up and down. He's been having too many cuts, damages to the body over the years. I just think, as Phil says, uh, signs are there for Conor early stoppage. It seems like he's been brought in to lose as well. It does. And he's a big enough name and there's enough credibility. I do also think there was that narrative that, oh, he's being paid to lose because people are are seeing the writing on the wall. They they can see that this is a, it's not a work, obviously, but it's as close to a a picked opponent for Conor to look good against, a guy with credibility, a guy with a name who they know will be a stand-up battle. They want to try and see if Conor still has that sort of magic. But I do think that... I, I just think he gets him early. And I think also that the talk of he's been paid to lose is massive dog shit. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's 100% <coughs> been paid to lose. I mean, the UFC are guilty of many, many things, but I don't think that um, that level of, like, fight no. rigging uh, goes on. As, as uh, Cerrone said, there's not enough money in the world for my soul. So no. that's it. I am not as convinced that the fight will be that easy. Um, I... I, I will pick Connor, but I'll be betting Cowboy mm-hmm. um, because the odds are, are definitely not reflective of where the fight mm-hmm. is. I think that you what you said, Phil, for me is right, which is I think that Connor will come out and press him early, and he, he may be able to get it get it done. But Cowboy's not chinny. He's soft to the body, but he's not chinny. I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. You watch him against Gaethje. That didn't but at welterweight, I don't think Cowboy has that, or uh, mm-hmm. Connor has that, like, he you put know, Diaz it, down it, five times. <coughs> That's what I'll think. Yeah, but Diaz, Diaz, sat, Diaz, down. Yeah, Diaz sat down. Yeah, Diaz sat down. He sat down a couple, he, yeah. but he was put down at <clears throat> least three that's, or four. That's fair, but I, mean, I just... I think that was anticip- in anticipation of Connor coming in yeah, his guard. Yeah. Trying to get him there. Yeah, man. Um, I think that Cowboy... Is, 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 he's still Cowboy. And well, look at what he did to Quinta. Connor? Just vice versa. I think similar to Diaz. Hmm. I think no. This is this is why this is the point that I no no. But this is my point. I'm not picking Connor or Cowboy. I am Mm. picking Connor. But if I had to make a case, I think Connor comes out presses early, gasses a bit in the second, slows a bit. 
Cowboy only needs to land one or two, one or two follows up mm. like Diaz. I, I think if if that's why my bet will be a Cowboy submission. Mm. I do think I agree. I think you'll put him away late in the first, early in the second. Connor will put Cowboy away, mm. but I I do think that there that there is a case for Cowboy because he's still he's still. I mean, look at what he did at Iaquenta. Mm. I think that's why know? it's nearly perfect matchmaking. A hundred percent because is. there is that. There's enough there that you go well. It's we're still debating how it can go either way. I do think the X factor in this is n- the no massive bullshit media for Conor. Yeah. Yeah. He's clearly dedicating himself. It's because you know what? It's last chance saloon for him. No safe, matter yeah. what he fucking says, he could pretend he's going to charm the birds from the trees as far as this goes, and he just isn't. Because if he loses this, he hasn't lost. He hasn't won a fight in nearly five years. If he loses this, he's fucking dumb. dumb. Yeah. He's well, he's, he's going to be close so, to it. And that's, that's it. And we know if Cowboy loses, he's not dumb. Yeah. So it's a win-win in that respect for Cowboy, but it's a huge, huge gamble for Connor if he doesn't dedicate himself yeah. and he doesn't apply himself the way he should be applying himself, as, yeah. he, as he clearly did in the second Diaz fight, as he clearly did in the Alvarez fight, as he clearly did in the Aldo fight. John Kaplan is out hyping him up. He did, John does that way. I know he does that. Every fight, that's the best. Yeah. It's the best version. What you yeah. would expect from a coach, of yeah. course. Yeah. You know, you, there's there's also part of a role as, as a head coach is to be a little bit of a hype man for your yeah, fighter yeah. at times. Yeah. But I think Cerrone is going to be guilty of standing on ceremony in this fight, of standing on his own reputation and his, as you've mm-hmm. alluded to, Jack, his path to victory is through the takedown and the submission. But I think because of the gravity of the fight, because of the the pomp and ceremony mm-hmm. around this fight. Uh, his ego to a certain extent won't, oh, yeah, let, won't let him do that yeah. no, he'll get drawn into a firefight with him mm. I just I, I, I think there is a case that the big question with Connor will be his cardio um, and I don't believe that he has cardio issues per se he's definitely had pacing issues in the past um, I mean obviously everyone will, everyone hits you with the oh you went five rounds with um, Diaz with Diaz and yeah he, he did but I, I I think that fight was was closer than, than the way it was scored to be it was honest definitely close Um <coughs> You know, and and I think that part of Connor's issue, I think he would have walked that had he been able to continuously match that pace. But he had a dip because I, I even remember was it in the fourth round he got like he yeah, noticeably he got like a second mm. win. Yeah, because he took the third off. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and you know I, I, that comes to what I was saying there about pacing. He, he, he I think he has a pacing issue, not a. But not I, a I do cardio think issue. That, that is easily identified, and we didn't see we didn't see enough of the Khabib fight yeah. to suggest whether that was a factor. In fact, we didn't see enough Connor in a sense and could be fight to say if that was a factor or not. But I think now that it's so readily identified, if he doesn't address it, and we know how good a coach John is, we know how good a coach Owen Roddy and stuff is, mm-hmm. who's he's working exclusively more with Roddy. Roddy discussed that as well, saying he's reapplying himself. Um, I don't expect him to make that mistake. I think the question is, can he? Because sure, for, was it for the Nate Diaz two fight? He had that Irish cyclist doctor boy, and but that helped him because he did, did gas. So did. I mean, so that shows he can do it and he can apply himself. So I, I, I don't think that I would just discount that as a factor. We all like that, and it's a, but it is something that can be discussed. But I discount that as a factor because now in a professional game, your nutrition's cut down to mm-hmm. virtually whatever so sensitivity you have at that time. Of training, it's it's not even the cardio is down to an exact science. I don't think that that is a factor for Connor anymore. I think it's, Cowboy has the type of pressure game to back him up like that. He, no, Connor, I don't think or he does. Cowboy fights better at range. Yeah, but he does have more pop Nate than does, Nate. Yeah, true. But Nate's <laughs> tired him out by walking him yeah. down, putting his back against and the cage, and tiring him out, giving him nowhere Cowboy. to go. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I guess this, I suppose the big thing will come down to how much pop Connor actually has. And this might actually be a good time to find out because, mm-hmm. you know, 
the Aldo one. Well, he clearly has had a forty-five. I don't think. Well, I, I, I'm not. I would dispute that. That was a flash in the pan. Aldo was jumping. No, no, I'm not even talking about Aldo. It's like you know. He, but I mean, he, Dennis Seaver and Marcus Brimage. No, the, the no. level's not there. Poirier. But Poirier. But again, that was Poirier who was so badly weight trained and as a gigantic human a being. Poirier is. Um, I would. I would think that in that respect, there, I wouldn't call him Chenny, but I would think at one forty-five, it's just such. Mm-hmm. anything dragged out of him I think that he was just open to be taken out there completely stiff bushinger though in the uh, cage warriors yes he did that yeah. was mm-hmm. and uh, Hugh Brady slept. got a, just, Hugh Brady yeah. cage warriors as well was um, was that cage War- no that was cage warriors wasn't it um, or was that chaos I'm not sure but anyway Hugh Brady's a tough bastard too that was a that was a very very good shot I think he is powerful but he just doesn't have that it's a happy touch of death that he mm. talks about yeah, like, yeah. all he has to do is clip you and you're in trouble mm. I think the Diaz fights proved that yeah totally so when are you guys back for your next podcast then? Well, next hopefully week? Next week, yeah. Hopefully next week, yeah. Hopefully next week, yeah. Sweet. We're mm-hmm. in, the, in the process of booking a guest. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Anyone in mind or you not want to say it, just keep yet? Keep it under wraps for now. Keep it under wraps for now. Just yet, but if it does, it'd be absolutely fucking amazing. No, that's sweet. We are back next week as well. What the, Do you know what day you release? You, you're sort of flexible. We're sort of flexible, obviously, being the head MMA coach of a massive company. Multinational. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I have to fit it in between coaching and other forms of life and Phil obviously being an international man of mystery has to yep. fit it in around his hectic schedule too so that's why it is a wee bit intermittent but we'll try and I mean, you're consistent though it's just mm-hmm. the day varies a yeah. bit but yeah. that's that's fine because mm-hmm. especially if people are doing their due diligence on liking and subscribing all that yeah. good stuff where mm-hmm. on, on, the will know. on the socials yeah yeah on the socials isn't that right Andy 100% that is a thing <laughs> it is. is it yes it is I would heard it Kara watches what do you call those like I, I only weigh is Chelsea Shore, some shit, right? Yeah. And one of those chicks said it. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's a co promo right there. Well, it really is. I, I don't know. They're all bollocks anyway. And I heard one of those twats use it. Not before, but after I used it. And by you the thought, way. I'm a dot that. I like the cut of his jib. I used it for. It might have been a woman. I'm not sure. You can't tell. Her jib. So Shouldn't he be looking at her jib? No, it wasn't. It wasn't not. I, I barely stared at that man's jib for 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, those are those are bizarre shows. I've never really understood the, no. the appeal Weird to them, bastards. to be honest. Like, Scri- yeah. Scripted, scripted reality—that's reality, yeah. what they call so. it, isn't it? But yeah, the the other phrase the kids seem to be using these days is "yeet," like Y E E T. I don't, in fact, I'll find out what it means. I don't even know. I saw loads of people posting fuck? it on. Uh, so yeet. let's say Google. Yeet. What does "yeet" mean? So "yeet" means <laughs> an wow. exclamation of excitement, approval, surprise, all-round energy, often issued when doing a dance move or throwing something. Right. Fuck clean off. Well, <laughs> I like to think of like NFL Super Bowl players. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> I, I like to think of North of Belfast or anywhere in Belfast, riders. <laughs> yeah, throw lobbing bricks. Yeeting themselves sick as they hurl stuff. <laughs> I would imagine that that would be one of the things that they would all yell in unison. Yeet. Well, just before we like go, chirping birds. Yes, beautiful. Uh, nonetheless, rampage Fedor's just happened. What's what? What did you all think? Fat. Just stop. Fucking One word annoying. for it. Fat. Just stop. Apparently, rampage wants to make two five. He wants to make two five. He's, apparently, said he's, he's not going to lose a foot. Yeah, he's yeah. not coming back. I don't, heavy I don't think he's a discipline to make two nah, five. Again. I don't think he should be coming back. Full stop. You no. don't think somebody's uncool dad getting beat up by somebody else's uncool dad? His walkout yeah. was pretty good, though. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the, it was. There yeah. was there was a lot of people were pointing to the irony of it coming full full circle. Titties. He is now titties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> season ten of almost fire. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. that was a great season. Daryl, Daryl, we are so cool by the way lads yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt Metrium was on that one Matt too Matt yeah do you remember John him Madsen. freaking out when he he was sparring someone no it was Marcus the Darkness 
uh, Davis freaked out on him yeah, because he the guy I can't remember the guy's he's name going too it, hard on him Junkyard Dog was the guy's nickname or Junk that's or something it, yeah. and uh, Marcus the Darkness went ham on him I remember like when I was watching that being like that guy Marcus is going to win like instantly he's yeah. just like seven foot heavyweight <laughs> black guy I was like oh shit there's some, there some great guys on that season yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Big Matt Petrion uh, what do you call him Justin Wren, Justin Wren. Yeah. Uh, John uh, Madsen Brandon Schaub who by mm-hmm. the way is uh, bringing his wonderful stand up comedy April's. to the Ulster Hall I've got, uh, got tickets Dude, did you uh-huh. actually? Uh huh. I've got. Uh, if still tickets, you're funding that. Was there? No, my, no, my <laughs> sister got me tickets for. It. I've I've only ever seen bits and pieces of a stand up, and I Jeez. find it I find it palatable. I think yes. I, I think don't mind it, him. It'd be Oof. good to go and see, purely because he does like some sort of storytelling. Yeah. I think it's more you know it's more more um, yeah. in that akin. But if, if it's storytelling, I'm, I'm all in. I'm look, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It wouldn't be for me now. I'd but rather cheese grate my gooch. Shave <laughs> <laughs> your bars yeah. with a cheese grate. Apparently, they're putting that on the uh, the poster. He's been picked on two stars very, mm. very badly as of late. Old Brandon Shaw, but I don't think he's a bad cat. No, but I, I think also success breeds that. I, thir- I thoroughly enjoy the fight and the kid. I thoroughly enjoy Blue the Belt. Um, but Brian Callan's the man, though. Oh, I love wow. Brian Callan too. He's the man. I thoroughly enjoy the team. I think I think they're great, Craig. They have a great yeah. dynamic. He's such a big Hollywood ho. Big Brandon these days. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you don't, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I genuinely not do mad not. at it at all. Yeah, I'm not, not mad at it one no, no. Why the hell not? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, some day could be the one with your man with the Theo Vaughn, the King and the Sting. Oh, Theo Vaughn's hilarious. I think a lot of people. He actually has a very quintessentially British humour. Mm. Very dry. Yeah, like dry. when you watch it. When I was growing I up, I'd be dancing and drum. <laughs> He's so good. A couple of kids in my town got I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. But uh, I think that'll pretty much wrap us up for uh, this week. So happy New Year to everyone listening. Um, again, you can find the Super Ad side of things at Super Ad MMA on Facebook uh, and on the Twitter and. Uh, on iTunes and uh, go ahead give your socials another shout out there lads yeah you can find us at not another fight cast on Facebook and Instagram you can find me at PC underscore commentary on Instagram Um, don't add me on Facebook because that's basically just pictures of food so um, Andy where can people get you Uh, you can find me on Instagram as well at the underscore icon 77 on Instagram it's mainly just boxing pictures and uh, videos and pictures of my dog. I was going to say, I, yeah. every time I'm on your Instagram, like, I'll scroll and it'll be like, you know, like uh, on dogs of Instagram. It'll yeah. just be like, you always see, Icon likes yeah. this. It's like, there he is. There's many pictures dogs. of my dog or boxing videos. Um, and also, obviously, go and give us a like, subscribe and share. And we we're thankful for every person who does do that. Take your time out of your day to go and listen to us and spend some time with us means quite a great deal and we'll be more consistent this year with much more um, content I hate that fucking term and also a lot of guests so we look forward to the year coming up we're thankful for how last year panned out and also thankful for the help from Jack and Mel here at Polygo Media yes last thank you very much really no really being so. a good inspiration to us and, and get thinking inside of many many podcasting holes helping us jam some fantastic podcasts down your ear holes no, so thank you very much for the year um, in obviously last year in 2019 and look forward to 2020 no it's been it's been great like seeing you guys actually do it because when we said for from we had you both on you're like you should totally be doing a podcast yeah. you know and it's just good to see he's doing it so um and uh now now everyone online will will know there's no beef 
no. just in case because people like there's a couple people like see there's another Northern Irish MMA podcast you're like yeah, we know who it is. Okay, we're <laughs> helping them do it. We know. <laughs> you, mean, you mean the guys we're helping? <laughs> yeah, 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 we know. But uh, no, I think I think that there's plenty of room on this space mm-hmm. for for everyone. Nah, like it's um, just famine thinking, I think is slowly starting to dilute out of yeah. the mixed martial arts yeah. media landscape. Yeah. Rising tide lifts all ships, and we're all doing the same thing. So why yeah. the hell not? Plus, Absolutely. I think more importantly, I don't want to listen to someone from ESPN tell me what they think about a certain fight because it's rigged essentially you know it's yeah, like it's contrived it I, I want to hear real people yeah. talk about it that, that are passionate you know and interested doing. you know um and that don't have to tow a company line mm-hmm. but uh, anyway much love guys speak soon ye- ye- peace ye- ye-